presentation from Alive 105, live and local. It's Friday night, and time for Derby Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, Derby fans, once again, it's Friday night. Uh, we're in Junction City. Guys, uh, I feel like the old Willie Nelson song, uh, On the Road Again. We're back uh, out on the road, but I guess I'd take that over anything uh, tonight. Uh, guys, talk to us about Lawrence last week. I know it was a big ball game, and we uh, knocked off a 9-0 Lawrence team. Talk to us uh, about how it graded out uh, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Well, I'll start off with the uh, special teams. Um, you know, I, I thought our special teams did did a decent job. Uh, our our kickoff team, I thought uh, Scotty was putting the ball real, uh, kicking the ball really well. Kicked the ball out of bounds once, but besides that, I thought he did a really good job. We had a couple breakdowns in some positions at uh, on kickoff, but for the most part, I thought we did a pretty good job. They've had some explosive kickoff returns, so not to give them a huge kickoff return was was pretty big for us. Uh, um, our kickoff return team, you know, we we got the first play of the game, we fumbled the ball. You know, Dylan never fumbles the ball, and uh, um, I I spoke to him after that play, after saying a few words to him, and said, "Hey, you better make up for this." And what do you know? He uh, he takes it to the house, a very nice play. So uh, so good for him. Uh, and and uh, I walked up to him and said, "Oh, well, you made up for it. So good job." Uh, our PAT field goal, we. Kind of uncharacteristic. We missed a couple, which which was uh, we, we really had to put an emphasis on it this this week. So uh, hopefully we got that corrected because I mean we're down to the playoffs and every point counts. And uh, I think think our kids understand it. I think Scotty understands it. I think our holder and our snapper understand it. So uh, um, hopefully we're all, all right this week. And then uh, um, I thought our punt team. Lawrence has really done a fine job this uh, this year on blocking punts. I mean, they send everybody. They do twists. They do all this stuff. And uh, our kids have done such a great job preparing in practice over the weeks. And uh, um, they picked it all up, and, and they blocked it perfectly. Uh, uh, you know, the, the punts weren't too far, but at least we didn't give them, like, a block punt or anything. They came after it every time. I, I was proud of our punt team. Then our punt return, uh, we, we did all right. I think we had one decent return, but besides that, uh, um, that's special teams. Offensively, it uh, seemed like because defense played so well uh, and our special teams played so well that we had a short fill. Uh, you know, we, we have, I'm not sure, 30-some points on the, on the board with maybe a couple hundred yards of offense, you know, just because we're, we're taking it from the 40 uh, on in. We're, we're not getting like the 80-yard 80, 80 drives or anything like that because our defense stopped them so well. And uh, I thought Dylan, like always, ran the ball so hard. I thought Lem had a great game uh, running the ball, uh, throwing the ball. Uh, you know, I, I think that big play by Reed Liston, uh, that catch down the sideline was huge for us. It was great momentum, kept us in the drive. Um, I couldn't be prouder of our kids. Now, with that being said, we go back and evaluate film. And uh, I'll tell you this, our kids did play hard. But there, there is so much more left that we have. Uh, there's so much more stuff that we can correct and get right uh, to even get better. So uh, um, was it our best game? Probably not offensively. But at least our kids went hard, and uh, hopefully we had a good week of practice, so we corrected all those mistakes we made. 
Yeah, kind of, kind of feed into that. You know, on defense, you know, the first thing I told the guys in meetings was like, you know, obviously I'm proud of you guys for the win. I'm proud of you guys for a big win against a really good team in Lawrence. But uh, and there's a couple things as a coach that you never want to have to uh, to tell your kids or, or, or have to coach up, and that's effort and physicality. And so one thing our defense did really good was effort was great, physicality was great. Um, you know, then, but then after that night, you know, that night after that win, you know, we thought we were real, real feeling really good about ourselves. You know, I thought defense did a great job. Then we got into the film, you know, the film is never as good. It's never as bad as you think it's going to be, you know? So like, <laughs> once again, you know, we, we thought it was, we thought it was a great defensive effort. Then we, then we went back, went back home, watched the film. We're like, oh crap, you know, it was kind of sloppy a little bit, but, but once again, I mean, that huge win for us. Uh, that was a really good Lawrence team we played, really athletic with Lawrence team, and uh, our guys played really well. And I, I was super proud of the guys, super physical, super uh, you know, super uh, uh, aggressive. Our guys up front, defensive line, once again, I've been saying it consistently, our guys are getting better every week in the defensive line. Um, so they had another good week. And, uh, you know, it was just, we were just forced to be on top, get some good situations, and we, we, we made some plays. There's a lot to clean up, like Coach said. You know, after watching the film, um, at times, and you know, some of the stuff is my fault. You know, communication, getting lined up, uh, getting calls in late, just kind of sloppy a little bit. It didn't look real clean. Um, so that's something we talked about, and we're going to get cleaned up for tonight, which we need to. Uh, if we're not, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game tonight against Junction City. Hey, and I'll add to Coach Wietrich, uh talking about the D line. We've been pretty hard on the D line, uh, you know, through our interviews throughout the year, just saying we need to improve and all that. I'll tell you what, they had the best week of practice they've ever had this week. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching our D-line play. You know, Coach, this has been a kind of a a year that we probably want to forget as far as uh, the COVID and all that business. But, uh, you know, we're deep into the playoffs. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, what an advantage this team will have over teams that aren't deep into the playoffs for next season. You know, first of all, uh, you said this is probably a year we want to forget, but I'll tell you what, this is a year that's going to sharpen us. This is a year that these kids have had to go through all this stuff. Uh, once we get rid of this COVID, uh, football is going to be, become fun again, you know, with, without all this extra precautions and stuff that we have to do. And the, the, the probably most proud I've been of this team is that football is fun. Uh, the, these kids are going to play tonight to get another week. They want to be with each other. We've talked about this a million times with the kids about, hey, if you know, if we don't play well tonight, uh, we're done. We don't have this. And, and when these kids are together, when the team is together, when the coaches are together, we are having an absolute blast. And it's so much fun because all the stuff going on in the world today, you know, all this bad stuff, the COVID and, and, and everything, when we get on the football field, I've said it before, it's our sanctuary. Everybody's happy. Everybody's competing. Everybody has the same goal, and it's it's just a lot of fun. So I've been so, so proud of the kids. But uh, what our kids are gaining, we have some freshmen out that are practicing. Obviously, they can't suit up today because they, they have COVID restrictions, and we can only suit up 60. But uh, we've, we've probably got about 10 freshmen that we kept for scout team. We've We've got a, all the sophomores, all the juniors, all the seniors out that are getting extra reps. And, you know, over the years, it, it adds up. I think, what what do you have? You have a nine-game season, and you can play up to 13 games. Um, well, these seniors have had, uh, if, you, if you take 13, you know, 
times three or four, I guess, uh, they've had 12 extra weeks of practice uh, leading up to their senior year. So uh, um, it, it, it'll pay off, definitely. Our, our, our kids are getting good reps, and that, that just might be scout team reps. It might not be you know reps with the offense and defense, but they're going up against really good talent uh, as a scout teamer that will just make life that much easier next year when they're 20 pounds heavier, you know, a lot faster and a lot stronger and stuff like that. Coach Clark, again, spinning off uh, what you just said a little bit about having fun on the football field. Last week we saw some different stuff. We saw some different formations out of you. We saw, I believe, Dylan Edwards uh, in the Wildcat. Uh, we saw a lot of different stuff. I think right before half there was a, a series of penalties and, and things that happened, and we tried a lot of trick gadget plays, and I think you had the comfort of knowing you had a big lead to do that. How much more of that are we going to see this week? Well, I'll have to admit, right before half, I got a little cute and kind of kind of got mad at myself for doing all that stuff. You know, we we did relisting with the jet motion with the pitch to to Dylan. I, we we showed that in the uh, state game last year, but uh, um, we we've got a lot of stuff, and uh, um, it's always sometimes good to get stuff on film so other teams have to prepare. You know, I mean, three weeks ago we went, you know, half half our offense snaps were two back stuff, so. I mean, you'd be dumb not to prepare for two back if just we, we may do it. So uh, we did a lot of different motions. We did a lot of, you know, we put in Wildcat. Uh, we put in Wildcat because, um, for one, Dylan's really fast when he has a ball and Lim's really a good blocker. And uh, two, that, that Lim was, uh, you know, nobody knew, but Lim had a hurt shoulder last, last week. And uh, we, we, weren't no, we, we didn't know if he could make it through. He, he hadn't taken a hit all week. I mean, he's back to normal now, but uh, um, we weren't sure if if he was going to take one hit that he'd go down, and and we wanted to make sure we had another quarterback ready to go. You know, Mercer, Thatcher, and Reed Liston. Uh, I mean, they're probably our next two quarterbacks, but both those guys are taking all the reps at, at receiver, and we were throwing in all those new motions and formations and plays and stuff like that. They've got to get those reps in practice, so it's not like we can just stick them at quarterback and say, hey, you know, take all these reps because we're we're, we're not sure if. Uh, Lim's going to be able to play or not. So uh, uh, super proud of the kids. We, we did have a lot installed. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you this, we probably showed about maybe 25% of it. We're going to go to Coach Wietrich. He's setting up here. He's kind of looking at the team down there. But we're going we're to get him a bit of a question anyway. Uh, uh, you know, we're late in the year. This is, uh, what, our ninth game, I think. And uh, uh, when you guys practice, how much teaching are you doing? Or are you just are you just – well, we've taught all we're going to teach. We're just going to get better at what we do. I mean, there, there's a little bit of that. Uh, but I, what I would say is, like, you know, every week's going to present different challenges. And, it, and when you get this late in the season, especially in the playoffs, it's going to be, it's going to be a matchup thing. And it's going to be, and it's going to be the, you know, every week seems to be, it's almost like here's, here's our foundation. Here's, here's the base of our defense. One, one reason why we've kind of gone to our odd front defense, probably starting back in 2018, was uh, mostly because we're going against our offense. We're getting all these shifts and motions. And it was how you adapt to that. How do you adjust to that? Um, and and that, that gave us a really good platform, which we could do. We, which we could then have a lot of options to do. And it really fit our our personnel as well. We we seem to have a lot of really good like hybrid type players, kind of tweener players in between D line, not quite D linemen, not quite linebackers, or or the not quite safeties, not quite linebacker type guys. And for us on defense, you know, who are your best tacklers? More likely, it's your most athletic kids. So for us to get the athletes and the speed on the field, 
you know, that was kind of the idea of going to our going to our odd front and stuff like that. And uh, so with that, you know, we, we have this foundation that's very versatile and then it allows us so many options. So we, we could we can be so versatile in, st- in the options we have as far as what we see in an offense. So every every week's kind of fun, you know, it's really it's a lot of fun. And that's that's the fun part about defense, especially on Saturday. Saturday's getting all the data in. You know, Sunday's meeting with the coaching staff and talking about how we want to defend it based on personnel, based on matchup. So uh, at this point, it's, 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 a, it's a matchup game. It's like, what are, what are they really good at on offense? What do they want to do? And then what can we do based on our personnel and our system? What are our, what are our looks we can give them? What are, all, what are our alternative looks? You know, if, if we, what have we shown already on film, kind of as Coach was talking about earlier? Um, I mean, they, they watch film. They're good, they're good coaches, too. So if you just show the same thing over and over, uh, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna draw something up, and you're going you're gonna to get scored on. I mean, offenses are, are – uh, they're smart and they're designed to win, right? They're designed to score. So our job is to do something different, and it's all going to be based on uh, what we can do based on our scheme. That's really – it's simple. You know, we're dealing with high school kids, right? So it's all about how you change up a look, how you change up – how you're going to defend something, how you're going to take away their best play, but, uh, but still keep it very simple so your kids can play fast and you're not thinking. One thing on defense is always going to be you don't want your kids thinking. You want them playing hard, playing fast playing physical and that's uh that's something to coach you're all, we're always trying to balance on our staff and uh, uh we've done a pretty good job at this point so we got we got a really good group of guys on defense really smart guys so uh it's, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun kind of getting into the game plan and stuff and, and getting the game plan out and having those guys ready to go and and i hope it pays off tonight as we already mentioned, it's state semifinals night tonight. Uh, four teams left in 6A. Uh, talk to us a little bit about tonight's ball game, Coach Clark, uh, what we're going to see uh, from Junction City, and we'll let Coach Wietrich talk about uh, his defense. Well, special team-wise, we're, we're, we're going to see kind of what we've been seeing the last couple weeks. Uh, uh, very good special teams. They, they, they really, their kicker doesn't really kick it as deep, so we got to get ready for all the pooches and the squibs and stuff like that. And, uh, um, but they got, they've got some really dangerous returners, uh, some offensive guys that can run the ball that are shifty. So, so we got to make sure on kickoff and, and punt team we cover really well. Uh, offensively against our defense, uh, they run a defense similar to ours uh, with with a couple other wrinkles and, and stuff. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you this much: they're super fast. They're, they're big on the defensive line. Uh, they slant a lot. They move a lot. They 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 are good readers when they have to read our, our offensive line. And but their linebackers they have behind them are are so fast and so physical. I mean, they're they're athletes and they will come up and pop you and they refuse to get blocked uh their safeties are two safeties that used to play linebacker for them but they're so fast they moved them back to safety so they're hitters but they can cover well too and their two corners kind of remind us remind me of uh the two corners we have very athletic good cover guys uh they put them on lockdown and just put them on somebody and uh, uh tell them to lock down so this is probably a defense that 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 is uh, matches up pretty well to us. They're 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 not a bunch of slow guys that that just like to bang and, and tackle because we're spread. If you if if that's all you got, then then we're gonna you know get on the edge and, and go. So uh, they're really good athletes, really physical, and uh, um, can cover well too. So we we definitely got our hands full offensively. Yeah, defensively we got we got our hands full as well. I mean, this is uh, probably the probably the 
best collective group of skilled athletes we've seen this year. I mean, we've seen some we've seen some pretty skilled guys. So uh, they have a really good running back, you know. But the strength the strength of this offense is they try to get out in the perimeter. They try to spread the ball around. They try to get the ball in the air, and they try to get it out to their athletes in space. So um, for us, it's going to be about defending the deep ball. Um, you know, our secondary has been kind of challenged all week in practice. We're really trying to get after them and, and try to get them ready for the for the for the task at hand. And they have they have two really good receivers and a really good quarterback, and they're putting up crazy numbers all year as far as receptions and and yards receiving and yards passing. Um, in the you know, and for us, for a lot of our games, most of our games defensively, you know, the game of football has been played in the box. And it's about stopping the run, you know, and. And, and and by no means this this team can for sure run the ball, but they they want to throw it around, and they have some really good guys that can do it with a lot of talent. So uh, we got to be we got to be really good. We got to defend all levels of football. We got to defend the entire field. We got to defend the we got to defend the pass. We got to defend the run. Um, so it's really going to test our defense as far as a complete team unit. You know, so we've been stressing that you know football is a it's a team thing. It's not an individual thing. So we we get. All of our guys are going to be tested, and everyone's got to step up, and everyone's got to get better this week. If, if not, you know, it could be it could be a bad deal for us. So, but uh, I think our guys are they had a great week of practice. Our defensive line coach said it's practiced extremely well, um, and, and they're really excited. And they, they seem to be having a great time with each other. So it's been a great week. It's been a fun week. Um, I can't wait to get out, get out there tonight and play this game. And coach, uh, as always. Uh you got to let us know how the team health is for tonight's ball game. Well, it's doing pretty good. Uh, we we are banged up a little bit. Like I said, Lynn was banged up last week. Uh, we got a couple offensive skill guys that are a little banged up. Uh, um, a couple offensive linemen that are banged up. We get we got a couple defensive guys that, that have uh, some injuries that, that I probably shouldn't disclose, but they're playing through them. Uh, they're they're padding it up and and doing all that. So. Uh, um, we, we've got some warriors on this team, and I'm proud of this team. And they're they're playing through pain. They're they're playing with injuries because they don't want to let the team down, which is awesome. And they want to be out there with them. Like I said before, they're they're having fun, and this this game is fun. This team is fun. This this team is so close. So uh, um, we're we're pretty healthy right now. You know, just like we have been the last couple weeks. Guys, as always, good luck. I know. Uh, Let's meet again next Saturday. Tired of pesky weeds? TenderCare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com, or you can reach them at 788-5416. TenderCare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com Well, good evening, Panther fans. Doyle Phillips here along with uh, Kevin Payne. We're in Junction City tonight where uh, the Derby Panthers will take on the Junction City Blue Jays. Uh, Junction City, one loss this season. Panthers have a couple. This is the semifinals. The winner here goes to play next week at somewhere in Olathe uh, at a at a community field. But anyway, that's where the championship will be. So the winner tonight moves on.
Well, Doyle, this is a big night. Uh, you know, this is a, a field we were at two or three years ago, I believe, and, and played. And uh, from what we're being told, anyway, this field will be just torn down just like the Panther Stadium is next year. And they'll move to a new high school and a new stadium. And I got to say, much needed. This stadium is uh, very worn and tattered, very similar to the Panther Stadium. Yeah, there's there's not much difference. Uh, this stadium here is four or five years older than Derby Stadium. But, uh, you know, they're both needed, re- needed revamping. And- and both, both towns are going to do that at the close of the football season. Well, Junction City's coached by Randall Zimmerman and Doyle. This guy's been here 27 years, and I, I don't know how many Derby fans know this, but years ago after Coach Young left Derby, Coach Zimmerman came down and interviewed for the Panther job, and I was on the committee that talked to him. And this guy is a true gentleman, a true – you know, we felt like when it was done, it's like, could this guy coach in Derby? Yeah, absolutely. But the thing was, when you talked about the military families and the things he did for these kids here, I think – as men, everyone in the room said, you know, this guy's where he belongs. He needs to be at Junction City. Yeah, he's uh, he's been here a long time, and, and he's been quite successful here at Junction City with 198 wins and less than 100 losses in his career. Well, again, you don't stay somewhere 27 years if you haven't had some success. Last week, Junction City de- defeated Wichita Easton. What everybody knew as a sh- as a real shootout, 49 to 42, they finally prevailed in that uh, win. Junction City had 491 total yards of offense, 246 in the uh, on the ground, and 245 in the air. So you don't get much more balanced than that. Yeah, that, that's pretty. <laughs> that's what I would call a, a balanced offensive attack. But you know, that's a lot of yardage. Yeah, you know, the one glaring thing you got to look at they allowed Wichita East 470 yards 181 on the ground 289 in the year in the air so that's something that the Panthers need to look at yeah that that again that that was just a shootout I, I believe uh, I heard somebody coin the phrase that was a backyard football game and uh, 49-42 is how it ended up and and uh, Junction City came out on top well Junction City returned seven starters from this offensive unit last year we know coach Zimmerman runs a spread offense we know that he'll mix things up to do some different things d- depending on the situation. This is a team, though, that Doyle is averaging 47 points per game. Yes, they they are they're scoring a lot of points this year, and you know I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. They're averaging 47 points a game this year throughout the season. A quarterback, Andrew Corey, is six foot, 195 pounds. Last week, he was 12 for 24 for 245 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. And I know Coach Clark talked very highly about this young man at quarterback. He said, "Will be one of the better quarterbacks we've seen this season." You know, I was kind of interested in his uh, interceptions, his two interceptions. So I went back over the course of the season, and uh, you know, he had. Uh, I think seven or eight interceptions is all, and so you know his he, his interception to touchdown ratio was very good. Well, DJ Giddens is uh, one of the running backs at six foot, two hundred pounds. Last week he had 153 yards and five touchdowns. While Russell Wilkie had uh, had 107 yards and one touchdown last week. Oh, two running backs that are high caliber. I know Coach Clark said, you know, we keep hearing every week about these good running backs. He says Giddens is another one of those guys that can really tote the rock yeah they've got a couple guys uh, that, that can that can run the ball very well and they will use them tonight if, if there's a, a weakness in this uh, Junction City team it could be the offensive line we've heard that uh, that's been some issues and, and you look at the size of them I mean they got uh, you know five eight one seventy six one two fifty six foot two thirty five five ten one eighty nine so not great big guys by any stretch no they got one guy that's uh, uh, c2 Teola. 
He's 6'2", 270. He's a pretty big guy. I was watching him in uh, warm-ups tonight. Uh, but, you know, if, if you're 5'8", if you're 170, you're either quick and tough or you, know, you just got to be quick and tough at this level to be that size. Yeah, no question. Defensively, uh, Junction City returns four starters from last year's 8-3 team, 4-3 base. That's, you know, we see, we see that every week, it seems like, 4-3 base. But, uh, again, Coach Zimmerman hasn't been here 27 years to, to come in and not know what Derby does. This guy's a veteran. We expect him to, to not only run that, but we expect him to jump into some different fronts, show some blitz, so show some things to slow down this running game the Panthers have. Yeah, their defense is allowing 25 points per game. That That's a little bit high as far as I'm concerned, but uh, – you know, they're, they're scoring 47, so there's a big disparity there. Well, I know all around defensively, Coach uh, Clark said these guys are pretty solid. The, the, the guys he really was talking about were the safeties. Uh, Javon George at 5'5", 150, and Chaz Ruffin at 6'1", 180. And Coach Clark said, you know what, these are two linebackers that they, they turned into safeties because they were so fast. So, you know, you got to look at, uh, at that defense. Yeah, I got the impression, that, and I'm going to coin a, a phrase here, that they knocked the latch off your lunchbox and uh, – they like to hit. Last week, the Panthers, of course, won 40 to 20 against Lawrence in that ball game. The Panthers had 261 total yards of offense, 209 on the ground, 52 in the air, while allowing Lawrence 287 total yards. But Doyle, misleading stats, really, when we talk about Derby just having 261 yards of offense. We played with a short field most of the night, and that was attributed by uh, really our defense. Our front seven did a very good job last week. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, Lawrence turned the ball over on downs twice in their own territory we had uh, they putted from deep in their territory so like like you said we played a lot of that ball game especially the first three quarters you know, on their side of the field well Lem wash last week was 16 carries for 62 yards a couple touchdown dylan edwards another phenomenal night 19 carries 158 yards two touchdowns and let us not forget he had an 80 yard kick return early in the ball game uh, that set up the scoring uh, drives for the panthers yeah, uh, Panthers. Uh, at least on the offensive run game, they are they're handling it pretty good. They're they're getting better and better week to week. The last two weeks, Lim Wash has been on fire with his arm. I, I think two weeks ago he was like ten for twelve throwing the ball. I mean, very good. Last week, four for four for fifty-two yards. But again, you don't have to throw the football when when the running game is moving like the Panthers have had. Yeah, you got over two hundred, about two hundred. Nine yards rushing, uh, so you know you don't really don't have to put the ball up in the air. You just continue to rush and throw it whenever you see the opportunity. Well, and I think the big thing to look at just overall season stats for the Panthers: three thousand five hundred seventy-three total yards. What, where we got to look is Dylan Edwards with over fourteen hundred yards rushing the football. Lim Wash probably going to top the the one thousand mark tonight, and uh, Derek Hubbard, the freshman, uh, at one hundred seventy-one yards. So Derby is primarily a running team, as we all know. Yeah, they're uh, they're running the ball well. They're throwing the ball when they need to. So hopefully that'll continue. We're three minutes away from the start of tonight's ball game. But let's get into our starting offense. On the offensive line, at one tackle, junior Alex Key, six three two seventy. The other tackle is sophomore Mitchell Johnson, six four two twenty five. One guard, junior Jonas Vickers, six three two ninety. The other guard is junior Chris Thompson, six foot two eighty. Your center is junior Dylan Kahn, 6'4", 280 pounds. Tight end, senior Reed Liston, 6'1", 185. Junior Drake Thatcher, 6'4", 190. Wide receivers, sophomore Caleb Brown Lansang, 6'2", 180. 
and Mercer Thatcher, a junior, 6'4", 185. Quarterback senior, Lim Wash, 6'205", and your running back is sophomore Dylan Edwards at 5'8", 155. Your specialist, the long snapper, Reed Liston. Kickers are Scott Simmons and Grady Jessup. Your holder is Mercer Thatcher, and the punter is Luke Stewart. Now for the defensive side. The defensive line, senior, senior Caleb Gifford, 6'2", 195. Senior Isaac Sweatnam, six foot two thirty, and junior Andon Carpenter, six one two fifty. Also seeing a lot of action on that defensive front line is junior Quentin Dorsey at six one two forty. Your linebackers, outside linebacker, senior Luke Stewart, six foot two ten. The other outside linebacker, senior Jace Jenkins, five nine one seventy five. Your inside backers, senior Colson Steering, six two two fifteen, and senior Jack Heilman, five nine two hundred. Cornerbacks, junior Corey Atkins, six foot one seventy-five, and junior Jameer Clemens, six foot one fifty-five. Your safeties, couple of hitters, senior Tanner Knox, five eleven, one eighty, and senior Kaysen Lindsay, five ten, one seventy. Those are your starters as we have them tonight. Well, I believe John I was waiting. There seemed like some confusion on the officials trying to tell us who won the toss, but Looks like Junction City, I believe, won the toss. And I, again, I, they they were so uh, changed up there from COVID that I believe Junction City asked to receive football. We'll see how that pans out. But Doyle, what a beautiful night for football tonight. 54 degrees, winds out of the northeast at eight miles per hour. Just a gorgeous night for football. And again, this is the last game that will be played in this stadium. Uh, and after this year, after this year, this stadium will be uh, torn down. Well, Junction is definitely going to receive the football, so so uh, Panthers are going to start defending. Looks like the south goal. You know, that says something for Coach Zimmerman that uh, he wants to come out with the with the football in his hands. But as we said, this is a pretty high potent offense. Back deep is Russell Wilkie. He's on the near side. And I can't see the individual on the far side. Yes, I've got him picked up now. It looks like T.J. Jones on the far side. Panthers breaking their sideline huddle. We're ready to go here. Kicking off will be Scott Simmons. He'll be teeing the ball up on the far hash at the 40-yard line. Official finally hands him the ball. Junction City is ready to go. Derby's in there all whites, and Junction City is uh, all blue with white helmets. Yeah, so we're pretty solid colors. Back deep again is Wilkie and Jones. For Junction City, we're ready to go. State semifinal action. Can't get better than this, Doyle. High end over end is going to come down to Jones at about the six. He breaks a big hole. And I think he finally gets run out of bounds by the kicker after he gets out past the 35-yard line. I think he's going to get out to about the 37-yard line. And, you know, not, uh, as we say every week, not the way that Coach Clark likes to start a ball game. No, he likes to have that uh, those guys inside the 25 for sure. And inside the 20, if they can. But I know Coach, Coach talked about that midweek. He said these guys have a really dangerous kick return team. So we saw a little bit of that on the uh, opening kickoff. 
And in the backfield with Corey is Giddens. Another guy that carries the ball a lot will be Russell Wilkie. And they give it to Wilkie on a sweep. He gets to the outside. He gets a big gain out to the Panther 40-yard line. Well, and I, and, you know, I, I just saw a Panther get tackled on the play, and he was just manhandled, kind of taken down like a wrestling move at about the 35. And unfortunately, official wasn't real close, and it turned into a big gain. That's yeah, going to be first down inside Panther territory. Two guys. And they moving. have two guys moving, so that should be on Junction City. I hate to make the call before the white cap, but that's what it is. So it'll move it back five yards to about the 46. So first first and 15 for Junction City. They're in Panther territory with 11.36 to go. No score, first possession. And they give it to Giddens. And he kind of picks his way across the uh, sideline, gets down to about the 42. So he picked up about five on first down. He picked up at least uh, four or five on uh on that after the penalty. So this is a uh, you know second down and, and 11 here for Junction City. You know we've heard we've heard a lot about the passing game. They haven't put it up yet. No score. Again, they give it to Wilkie. Wilkie gets hit hard after he picks up maybe a yard on third down. Uh, credit the Panthers on closing very quickly on the Blakes. What looked like it was going to maybe open up for a big run uh, was closed very quickly by Tanner Knox. Now it's third down and about 10. So big third down. I look for Corey to put it up in the air. Panthers are playing zone defense, it looks like. They show motion. They fake it. Corey. Man, that ball was – he thrown that in deep double coverage. Deep double coverage and nearly picked off by the Panthers. We had guys uh, with the hands on the football and not a really well-thrown ball. It's going to force Junction City into a fourth-down punting situation. So, Noah, what looked like a a big kick return and a good play on first down is is finally stopped by the Panther defense. Well, Panthers aren't buying the punt. Well, they've made wholesale changes, so we'll see what happens. They've got Giddens back there, and he's their main running back, so – Panthers need to be on the, I guess, on the watch, I guess, for a fake. Nope, nice punt. Going to hit and bounce. It's going to get into the end zone. So Panthers are going to get a break there, Kevin, and they're going to get the ball on the 20-yard line. Well, not, you know, again, if you're if you're Coach uh, Wietrich, you got to be pleased. you got to say, man, we gave up some yardage. Again, this is a Panther defense that we've seen several times this year bend a little bit, but uh, you know, they're pretty good about not completely breaking. So they'll have it on the 20 with 10.50 to go. No score. That was Junction City's first possession. Uh, Wilkie had a nice gain on the first run of the night. And then from there, the Panthers kind of shut him off the running game. First and 10 Panthers. Looks like Wash and Wash and Edwards in the backfield. Panthers show motion. They give it to Edwards. Gets to the outside, gets hit hard, probably maybe gets a half yard. Yeah, very little running room, and that's what you got to do against a team like Derby, particularly a team that runs the ball this well and likes to get outside. You, you got to stop the run. You got to set the edge, and uh, that time Junction City did a pretty good job. Going to be second and 10 for the Panthers. You know, you and I talked a lot about Lim Wash could have a big night tonight if they try and shut off Dylan Edwards. They're in a 3 4 defense. 
That's their standard, or at least their base defense. They give it again to Edwards. He tries to get outside. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage again. So ah, Junction's got the ball, they're saying. Let's see what the officials come up with. Officials Let's calling it down. He's calling it down. Oh, that's good because I Junction City guys all came up uh, all excited. But you got it. You know, at some point, Junction City's doing a great job of stringing that play out. Dylan had nowhere to cut up. You got to pick up some key blocks by uh, some wide receivers. Now, this is a third down and long for the Panthers. That's probably not what the coach wanted on their first possession to have a third and very long. Third and ten. Trips to the near side for Derby. Tight end far side. Edwards goes into motion, back to pass. Oh, got a man wide open, caught, 45-50. Looked like Drake Thatcher. Uh, he was wide open, Doyle. I was sitting there kind of tapping you, going, look at him, look at him. I mean, he was wide open, beautifully thrown ball by Lem Wash out to Thatcher. I mean, you can't throw it any better than that big first down to get the Panthers into <laughs> Junction City territory. Yeah, they're on the Junction 47-yard line. That was just a wide open Drake Thatcher. Wash on a keeper, finds a bit of a crease, gets down. Oh, they got a market close to a first. He's picked up eight or nine on first down. Yeah, and that was a, a good, well-designed play by Lim Wash, making the correct read. As we said, we were on the way up here tonight saying, if they don't watch Lim Wash, he's going to have a big night running the football. No score, nine minutes left. First quarter, Panthers have the ball on the 38-yard line. Again, Wash on a keeper. He's going he's gonna to get the first down with second effort. Yeah, they closed very quickly because Lim made the right uh, read, but uh, they had a couple linebackers that filled the hole, uh, and it, nonetheless, he still picks up enough for a first down. Ball's now on the 36-yard line. No score. Panthers' first possession of the night started on their 20. Twin wideouts both sides. Now Thatcher goes in motion to the far side, cuts up the field. Thatcher open, caught. Inside the 25 to about the 21 or 22. Well, and, and one more time, that one was read listed, but we had two receivers open on the play. If Junction City's going to give us the pass like that, we know Lim Washington can deliver. First and 10 on the Junction 22. Now they give it again to Edwards inside the 15-10 touchdown Panthers. Wow, just like that. I mean, Edwards made one cut. And there was no question Junction City wasn't going to stop him. Doyle, that was set up by Lem Wash's arm. It loosened up the Junction City defense, and, and then you're able to capitalize on a nice carry by Dylan Edwards. 6-0 Panthers with 8.28 to go in the first quarter. Now the all-important extra point. Uh, what, a, what, what a nice way to answer a, uh, a an opening drive by Junction City. The extra point is up. And it's good. So with 8.28 to go, Panthers open the scoring with a 7 nothing lead. And, you know, that was quite a run by Edwards. They, they got him twice for no gain. And then the third time he touches the ball, he takes it for 22 yards to the house. Well, and, again, I, a lot of it was set up by us being able to throw the football. And if you're Coach Clark, you got to be liking your chops a little bit going, man, I'm getting guys that wide open. I'm, and, again, the, the two set each other up. Run sets up the pass and vice versa. And that time the passing game definitely set up Dylan Edwards. That's how you want to start on the road, is you want to start with the lead. 
Dole, I know we have some special listeners out there tonight. Gene and Danny Dunbar listen to the ball game. I understand that tonight they're in the Kansas City area in the in the Lake of the Forest this weekend. So I know they're loyal fans and glad that they uh, they got us tuned in. Yeah, me too. They they listen every week and and it's nice to give them a shout out. They well, I think that's the better half of Coach Clark is his wife's parents. Oh yeah, that makes good sense. Well, anyway, we we like to know that they're listening and they listen every Friday night. Panthers are leading 7-0. Got eight and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Well, Doyle, you come down on a, on a state semifinal action night. Now, again, this is a Panther offense, and you don't want them to get momentum. If you're Junction City, Coach Zimmerman's well aware that you don't want to give us momentum. Another high end over end kick. It's coming down again at about the four to Jones. He's going to get stopped at the 15. Now, that's that's the kind of thing that will make Coach Clark happy. Well, right I, I will guarantee you that was Coach Clark, uh, you know, doing, t- had a few words with those guys after that last one, and I sh- I'm sure that he went over there. Probably heard a little bit from Coach DeVore up in the booth that, guys, that's not how we cover this uh, kick game and uh, much, much better effort. Ball will be first and 10 from the 14, so not as good a field position as Junction City had to start their last possession. But they do have a potent, they have a potent passing attack as, as as well. So, well, and they're they're kind of a tricky offense. They show a lot of motion, a lot of different looks. First and ten from the fourteen. They got the Panthers spread out a little bit. There's no time on the play clock. I don't know if if. I don't know that they ever reset it. I'm looking at the white hat, and he's kind of looking up towards the booth. And, oh, they got him for delay a game. I, I, I never saw a flag come down. I, I didn't either. I just looked and saw that there was no time left on the play clock, and they were still standing there calling their cadence out. That's not going to bode real well for Junction City getting shoved back even further. So it's now going to be first and 15 from the nine. Corey is your quarterback. Another, Another flag. flag. I don't know what that one is. It was a quick flag. Now, usually in that vicinity, unless Derby lined up way offsides, it's probably going to back up Junction City another five. And that's what it is, another illegal procedure. So not the direction Coach Zimmerman wants to go. Well, now they 22 left, 7-0 Panthers. It's first and 20 from the nine, uh, four-yard line. Excuse me. Back to pass goes Corey. He's being chased. And a man in a flat open. Got a first down. Unbelievable. It looked like we had all kinds of pressure on Corey. He just throws the ball up. But we'd let a guy get out in the flat for uh, good yardage. They pick up first down. Well, that's kind of what we were hearing about backyard football. Well, he was wide open. The receiver had nobody from Derby around him. So that's a first down out. So that a reverse to... Wilkie, now he's coming back to this side. He gets a stiff arm, gets hit and dropped for maybe a yard loss. Now he ran about uh, 30 yards to come up with just a one-yard loss. As you know, again, at any level, it's hard to change direction. And he did a, a, an about face after he took off to the left side. He turned all the way around, came back to the Junction City side and stumped. Second 11 for Junction City. They got trips to the far side, a single wide out near side. And on a keeper, just a quick out 
in the flat. Going to be first down or close to it. It should be a couple short. Going to be third down and looks like two. So so far, both the completions, the receivers have been wide open. There hadn't been any Panther close enough to do, to make a contested catch out of it. Well, Corey's Panthers a good leads, running quarterback. I mean, he's throwing out, out of the run. Panthers lead 7-0, and they give it to the tailback. He falls forward, going to get the first down by about a half a yard. So it's first down. Gibbons is a, is a good-sized kid himself. I think he goes at about 210. So he gained, he picked up two and a half, three yards, but he only needed two. So first 10, well, they started this drive on the four-yard line. Now they're out to their own 37. Both path pass plays have got them out that far. Then they show motion, rolling to the near side. Corey got a man open just over his head. Covered Corey by throws a good Akins. ball. I mean, he throws a nice, tight ball. I mean, he can spin the thing, and, and that one uh, was just out of the reach of the receiver, but we did have two guys uh, with pretty decent coverage. That was another one of those. He knew where his guy was going to be, and he just kind of tossed it up, and and his guy tried to run under it. It was just a little bit out of his reach. This ball that looked like it was going to be well overthrown, and it ended up just being just shy. Second down, 10. From the 37. High snap. They give it to the tailback. He's going to get maybe five on second down. Uh, he picked up a couple of tough yards and then was finished off by Tanner Knox. He went up in the air to try and get some extra, and in comes 14 and uh, delivers a pretty good blow. Well, it looks like he picked up six. Panthers lead 7 0, 650 left. It's third down and about four. So this is probably a run or a pass for Junction City. Big third down. Wilkie goes and look back straight back to pass over the head of the intended receiver. And again, he he threw into th triple, triple coverage. coverage. He threw into triple coverage and probably very fortunate that he overthrew the ball because there was white helmets all around uh, that pass. So again, uh, they're bringing on what looks like a punt team, but I, you know I, I don't ever trust anybody because see this because your main ball carrier is the punter. That's why. Well, they brought in a whole new personnel, and Panthers were having trouble getting on the field uh, on the play. I think Derby ended up calling a timeout because they didn't feel comfortable. Well, Panthers lead 7-0, 6.31 to go in the first quarter. While we got a minute, tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local businesses. Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Derby Recreation Center, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Paws Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, and D&M Mechanical Heating and Air. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Well, if Junction City gets off a good punt here, this will be the second time that they've had positive yardage and this Panther defense has shut down a drive. It's going to be fourth down and four. Punts high. 
Panthers are going to let it drop, just get away from it. It's going to take a little bit of a Panther bounce. They're going to have it on about the 27, maybe the 28-yard line, first down and 10, leading 7-0. And I think that says just volumes for this Panther defense. Coach Clark talked a little bit about how well the front seven played, and he said, really, my down linemen have really come come of age. They've done so much better. Two series where, where it looked like Junction City was moving the ball fairly easy. Panthers, again, they bent, they didn't break, and they forced a punt. And, and I've noticed, too, that uh, Coach Wiedrich hasn't put any any pressure on the quarterback. He's he's not blitzed, done anything different. It's been his front three that have been, you know, getting in the quarterback's face. First and 10 Panthers, 27-yard line. They show motion, stature. And we got a penalty marker on the play, and, man, did Wash have a hole to run through. Yeah, why? If that penalty's not called, it looks like Wash could have run all day long. I, I think what they got, our, our motion man, I think they got him turning up field just a hair too quick. And, uh, you know, it's always kind of funny about that. The offside line judge called it. The guy that was facing him never called it, but – it got called nonetheless, and I think it's going to be second or first and 15. Now it's back to the 20, like 23. Panthers lead 7-0. Wideouts to the near side. Now they show a man in motion. They pitched it out to Edwards. Big hole, still on his feet, out to about the 35, so it's going to be second and about three. Yeah, got to love Dylan Edwards. Again, this kid is 140 pounds. When he has to, he lowers his shoulder and not afraid to take a hit. Just a tough, hard-nosed football player. You know, about 90% of the time when he goes down, it's falling forward. And like you said, he's only about 140 pounds. Second and about three. Wash on a keeper. Gets to the outside, first down and more. Out to about close to the 45 of the Panthers. And Lynn's able to dart out a out, out bound, stops the clock. And well, again, Panthers are starting to run the ball because Junction City's has to, had to loosen up, uh, knowing that uh, the Panther passing attack is, uh, is, is there tonight. First 10, Wash on a keeper. Now he throws a little pass out. What a nice design play, but the ball was dropped by the intended receiver. Well, what it was was it looked like a that's your RPO at its finest. It was Lem Wash looking like he was going to going to cut up inside, and he stops and looks back out to the far sideline, and he finds his wide receiver kind of a jump pass, really. I mean, it was a well designed play; it just fell a little short. Going to be second and ten for the Panthers from the forty four yard line. Their forty four yard line. They lead seven zero. That was a nice, nicely designed play. It just, just didn't quite get pulled off. Something you can try on first and ten, too. Again, Edwards gets up the middle, gets out past the 50 into junction territory. It's going to be third down and probably two for the Panthers. Well, Dylan Edwards that time just tucked in and hid behind his offensive lineman and, and scored it out and picks up eight yards on the play. But that was right in the heart and soul of this Junction City defense. It is now third down and two. Again, Edwards, first down and more, 30. He gets drug out of bounds at about the 25-yard line. Dylan Edwards, I, we, we talked on the way up about his speed. We talk every week about his speed. This kid can fly. And Doyle, I think it's all coming back. I see a 
penalty flag laying on the 40 and Panthers are backing up. So that would yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll probably be a, a hold or something on the outside. I'm going to bet. Uh, I looked up and it is a hold. We immediately saw Panthers walking backwards. So we knew it wasn't, uh, that's not a good sign. Well, I think it's going to be still going to be third down, but it's, Still going to be about third down and three or four, I think, because I think it's 10 yards from the spot. Maybe not. It yeah, might be 10 from the line you're, of you're spot on. It's about third and four. Is it the, the, the block, the illegal block was inside the 40-yard line. So it's now going to be still third and about three, probably four down territory for Derby. They lead 7-0, five minutes to go in the first quarter. Wash on a just a keeper. First down and more. 40, 35, 30, 25. Run out of bounds close to the 25, so that's where we were at before the penalty. I keep going back to what we talked about. Lim Wash could have a big night tonight. He faked the ball to Dylan Edwards. They bit hard. And you knew at that point you knew Lim was going to pick up a first down. It was just how much additional yardage he was going to get. First and 10 from the 25 of Junction City. Edwards makes a couple guys miss. Gets down close to the 15. He's going to be about a yard short of the first down. Well, he dove for the last couple of yards on the play. And once again, that was nothing fancy. It was just offside tackle play. And, and Edwards is able to pick up big yardage. Panthers in a hurry up mode. Now, I believe Junction City's calling timeout, and they are, which that's probably a much needed timeout, Kevin. Uh, uh, they, I, I've been noticing, too, they've been running one and two players on the field after every play. So they haven't really settled on on what defense they want to run. Well, you got 443 left here in the first quarter. You already are trailing 7-0. Again, you don't give this Derby Panther team a whole lot of, of air. I mean, if you do, you find yourself playing catch-up football, and that's uh, probably not uh, something Junction City wants to try tonight. Yeah, it's going to be second and short. They, they only give him eight on first down, but still second and short from about the 17. they got to get to the 15. So, yeah, I, I think uh, Junction City's trying to – I think they're trying to, to get some things settled down or settled in because, uh, like I said, they've been running guys on and off the field after every offensive play by the Panthers. So, you know, they they're, I guess they're trying to settle on a, on a personnel package that, that is going to work. Well, Panthers are hard off, are yeah, hard offense to, to play. I mean, they really are. When you've got a guy like Lim Wash that can throw, you got Reed Listen, you got Thatchers, you got too many guys that can catch, and of course, his legs and Dylan Edwards' legs, you got a lot of weapons to guard against. Second and two from the 17. They need to get to the 15. 7-0 Panthers. Again, Edward. No, this time Wash keeps it. He's going to be short of the first down. He picked up maybe a yard on, on second down. Now, Junction City read right on that one. When they came in, they came in hard. And uh, Lim Wash tried to duck in behind Edwards, but a uh, little running room. Third, third and one. Just a quick pass out in the flat. And it's an incomplete pass. I That was another RPO. That uh, – that would have worked, but the pass was very low. It was very low. It was intended for Reed Liston, and, and Reed picked it up very close to the ground. I think Reed's still lobbying that he caught the ball, but I think it was a good call by the officials. If, if the ball's up just a little bit higher, the old Panthers are going to score on that play. Well, it's fourth down still in about one and a half, so, you know, they're going to go for it. That was, you know, I'm not – that was a risky play in my opinion. Now we've got to go on fourth down. A good a good play by Junction City puts 
Edwards, Wash, excuse me, gets down to the 10, first down. Well, design name, what the Panthers did, what a great play call. They put a guy in motion, guy forces Junction to think, okay, they're coming wide. What's Lim Wash do? He, he takes it right up the middle of the of the defense. You know, that, that little trick play over here with the pass, that, and then this run, that shows a lot of confidence in that front line to block and get that first down. Again, Edwards inside, well, close to the five. It's going to pick up five or six on first down. Now, Dylan Edwards at time showed a lot of patience as a running back. He waited for his offensive lineman to get their block. He, he saw a little bit of hesitation step, and then Dylan took it to, to, to the task and was able to pick up about five. Second and five, they can get a first down without scoring a touchdown. 3.40 to go. They lead seven. Panthers lead 7-0. Wash cuts it up inside. Going to be close to the first down. He's not going to quite get in the end zone, but he's going to be close to a first down. And you're right, the Panthers could get down. They, I think the, the yard marker is going to rest on about the two-yard line. It's going to be third and inches. Wow. Yeah, they've got to get, I believe, to the one-yard line, and it's inside the two. So. Yeah, I like my chances. you got an experienced offensive line. A couple of limb wash plays right up the gut. Yeah, you got, you're going to, yeah. Wash is up under center. Sneak. First down and touchdown, Panthers. Now, again, Lim Wash just waited on those linemen. He, he kind of followed them in and then snuck off to the left side of them, and it's enough to score. So, Panthers, just like that, we're in the first quarter here. We we lead now 13 to nothing. You know, Jonas Vickers went that, back and said something to Lim uh, right before they snapped the football, at, and Lim went right over Jonas Vickers. So, touchdown. Panthers, 13-0, all-important extra point to follow. High snap, and it's no good. It hits the, it hit the crossbar. So Panthers now lead 13-0. Well, that one, day, it looked like it was kicked very well. It hit the, the the right upright. Just It didn't get any kind of bounce. Last week we saw a bounce that was possible. That one just hit and came straight down. So well, we, that's we, another missed extra point. Well, we, we got to. You know, that that was the whole extra, you know, the that was a very high snap. And uh, Thatcher done a, a good job of getting it down. And we almost made it. But that if the snap would have probably been better, uh, it probably would have been okay. But it, that's that's part of it. Well, Doyle, I, I understand that once again our man on the road, Brecken, is listening to the little ball game. So we're glad to have Brecken listening uh, tonight's uh, broadcast as well. He's a Panther fan. Hey, we say it all the time. Once a Panther fan, always a Panther fan. Panthers lead 13-0 with 2.50 to go. I, and, again, that extra point. I, I'm always nervous when we miss an extra point because, you know, high school football, it's, it's – Well, you, you, know, you started that phrase years ago, the all-important, and, and sometimes it is the all-important. It's not as automatic as people might think. And then we follow that up with a kick out of bounds that they'll get the ball on the 35-yard line. Well, and those are the plays. I don't care whether you're a kicker, a, a, an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, whatever it is, you'll hear every coach in the world say, don't let one mistake follow up with another. Forget about it. If you if you miss a block, you miss a tackle, you miss the extra point, forget about it, go on to the next play. And that may be a situation that uh, the young man was still worried about the missed extra point and he kicks the next one out of bounds. Going to be first and 10 from the 35. 13-0 Panthers, 257 left in the first quarter. 
Corey, and he pitches it out to Giddens, and he's going to get the corner on the Panthers. He's going to pick up five or six on first down. And again, nothing fancy. It just seems like that's what uh, Junction City settled into. We're either going to run wide pitch plays or we're going to put Corey in motion and let him throw out of a of an RPO situation. Well, Giddens had the corner as soon as he got the ball. Panthers were, you know, they just weren't out there in, in good position. So he picked up five. They did close fast on it. Got run out of bounds after he did pick up five. So second and five. Again, back to pass. Just throwing it up, just Corey, and there's going to be a nah, uh, no penalty. That's got to be a good no call. Well, the ball was well overthrown, and if anything, the receiver was was our, our defender was behind him, and he was trying to get through. So, I, yeah, that was a good no call. Going to be third and five. Panthers moving guys in and out. I think they got twelve. Pitch outside. He's going to get the corner and gets just enough for a first down. Again, Panthers had nobody out there, and he just outran them to the sideline. So I, I can see I can see it a bit of an adjustment coming on on that play. Well, and that's what you got to do. You got to you know if the Panther defense, you got to start stopping that wide play. It was Giddens both times. Back anyway, Giddens straight up the middle. Picks up six on first down. Well, and you know, Doyle, what you're seeing, and we've seen this a couple times this year, quarterbacks reverse spinning. And, and you know, is it, if you're a defense, you can't bite on that. You got to stay home. Second and about, oh, it looks like second and five. Panthers lead 13-0. Again, they give it to Wilkie. He tries to get to the, and again, they block that outside real well. He's going to get close to the first down. They're, they're tearing up. us up outside right now. Yeah, he's going to pick up pretty good yardage. I think it's going to be third and short. So far, the Panthers have been able to answer on third and short. So this is a, this is a big opportunity for the Panther defense. I'm thinking this is four-down territory unless there's a penalty or something. Well, you got to. You know, you're inside the 50, but you're trailing already 13-0 in the ballgame. You bet it's four-down territory. And, again, they give it to – this time he's not going to get it. They give it again to – Giddens, he's going to be – he got no gain on the play. Well, you got to look at this one if you're Coach Zimmerman. I, I think you do got to go for it, uh, trailing, and you got the ball across midfield. But uh, fourth and a yard, uh, you don't get it. You're going to give Derby off a good field position. 150 left, Panthers lead 13-0. I, I'd be shocked if they throw a pass. but yeah, Derby, Derby was showing oh, blitz there. Kick it. Junction City looked back to the sideline to get a new play. I think they're going to kick it unless that signal, that kick signal he gave. Well, they give it to Giddens, first down. Now he was stopped. I mean, he's only going to get the first down by just a hair, but it is enough to move the chains. Yeah, like I always say, six inches or six yards, it's still enough. It's going to be first and ten for the Panther 43. There's a stop of the clock. I don't know why. Now it's going again. First and 10 from the Panther 43-yard line. 13-0. Panthers lead this one. And they give it again to the tailback, Giddens. He gets to the outside again, runs over a couple of guys, and picks up maybe four or five on first down. 
And you've got to, he's a big running back, very strong, and you've got to have an answer for him. Again, Panther defense haven't shown a lot of blitz. I, I think we're going to have to give them a little bit different look. Well, he picked up at least five on first down. That's about what he's been doing. He's been going wide and picking up five or six, and now it's going to be second and five. Panthers lead 13-0. Again, they give it to the tailback. He cuts this time inside, makes a couple guys miss, gets inside the 30. Yeah, he picks up good yardage, good field of vision for this young man. He's able to cut back against the grain and pick up another critical first down. Best drive of the night for Junction City with 25 seconds left in the first quarter. They trail 13-0, but they're on the move. They're, they're chewing up yards right now. Well, and they're chewing up yards on the ground. They've kind of abandoned the pass so far. Again, Giddens gets hit from behind, still picks up four or five on first down. So he's getting four or five every time he touches the ball. Well, and Doyle, the interesting thing is that's the one weak point we thought we might see in Junction City was their offensive line. Right now, they're doing a great job of blocking. That's going to end the first quarter. Panthers lead 13-0. This is Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. Your home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby high school athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788 three. 701 Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at uh, Simpler Stadium in uh, Junction City. Panther Fleet 13 0. However, uh, uh, Jun- Panther Fleet 13 0. Junction City's on the move. They have the ball second down and five from the Panther 20, it's like 23 yard line. Now, good, good time for for a, a quarter change if you're the Panther defense. They show motion. They give it to the motion man. Will and he makes a guy miss and gets inside the ten to about the six. We had him for no gain and uh, he ran right through one of our tacklers. Well, you have to give the Junction City offensive line a ton of credit. They're picking up some good blocks from the front guys. Picking up great blocks out by their wide receivers. That play was set up by a very nice block by one of their wide outs. That was just a jet sweep. And, uh, again, it went to the outside. They picked up a bunch. First and goal from the seven. We knew this was a well-coached uh, football team here in Junction. Again, they give it to the tailback. And there's going to be a penalty marker. It was thrown early. I don't know if that was – well, let's hope it's a hold. We want to hope it's a big penalty. Well, it, it there was no gain on the play. I don't see anybody. Yeah, I think Junction City's walking backwards. 
Hey, remember, Panther fans, there's a ton of ways to listen to tonight's broadcast. Listen to us on the radio. Listen to us in on TuneIn, uh, Google Play, Alive 105.9, Alexa. Say Alexa, play KDKQ. All kinds of ways to listen. So tell your friends, family, anybody from uh, out of state, they can still listen to these broadcasts at any time. Well, that moved the ball. The penalty moved the ball back to the 13, where it'll be first and goal from the 13 after the illegal formation penalty back to pass no on the reverse they give it to Wilkie and he makes another Panther miss before he gets probably three or four yards on first down wait to see I don't know that they gave him a whole lot of yardage well they didn't he must have stepped out of bounds because they only give him a yard so it's going to be second and goal. How big would this be if the Panthers can hold these guys out? It'd be real big. So we Panthers said, lead 13-0. Junction City's had a couple of nice possessions that have been closed out by the Panther D. Back to pass goes Corey. He's looking in the end zone. Touchdown, Junction City. That, now, was, that a- was a well-thrown football. It looked like you looked out there and there was one receiver open between two Panther defenders. Well-thrown football by Corey. Yeah, he rolled to the far side. He had plenty of time to find that guy, and he found him and just busted him. Well, this kid's not a pocket passer, obviously. He's a rollout passer. He's done that uh, pretty pretty uh, formidable tonight. Extra point attempt. It looks good. It probably is. Yes, it is. So 13-7 now with 11.35 to go in the first half. Uh, Panthers uh, have scored both times they've had the football. This is the third time for Junction City, and they've they've pushed it right down on us. They they absolutely shoved it down on that drive. We were just talking about all the ways you can listen to Panther football. We got a lot of those guys tonight. Philadelphia, Chicago, Overland Park, Kansas City. Hayes, Gardner, Dallas, Edmond, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Severy, Kansas. I guess we got some hunters out Severy, Kansas listening tonight. So lots of different ways you can watch or listen to tonight's ball game. Panthers are going to get the ball kicked to them for the first time. It looks like Edwards and Liston will be deep. I, You know, you kind of wonder, will they even kick it to them? But I, I, I really don't think they will. I see the Panthers have their hands guys up. Well, I think that was a scouting report on these guys. That you, you know that you knew that they were going to do some pooch kicks and some onside type kicks. So I, I'm with you. I think that's what we'll see. I don't. I don't think we'll see anything. I don't think we'll see anything that deep. You know, it's just a little pooch kick. It's going to be picked up by listed at the 20, 25, 30, breaking down the sideline. Gets run out close to the 40. Now, listen, picks up big yardage on the play. Doyle, that ball was bouncing around about as close as you could get it to the sideline when when uh, Liston picked it up. Liston picked it up and got it out, looks like, to the 41-yard line. So good field position for the Panthers to start this possession. They lead 13-7, and we're just inside the second quarter. Now, Doyle, what's the best way to answer a touchdown is on with one of your own. So Panther offense needs to uh, put another one in the end zone. Good, good field position again to start this possession. I see Coach Wietrich has a big huddle around the defensive side trying to figure out the Junction City offense. Patcher goes in motion, a reverse to Edwards. 
And he gets pulled down after probably four-yard gain on first down. Now, Junction City's really lucky they were able to drag Edwards down by the shoelaces, or he picks up huge yardage. Yeah, there was a nice lane for him to run. One of the guys reached in and just had a, got enough of him to bring him down. So it's going to be second and about six, just shy of the 45. Panthers lead 13-6. Wash on a keeper. He gets to the outside, makes a couple guys miss into junction territory. 40, 35, 30. Touchdown, Panthers. Ah, there's a flag laying back at about the 48-yard line. So what looked like a really nice run out there by Lim Wash for a touchdown is going to come back. Yeah, it's going to come back. I'm sure it'll be a block in the back or a hold by one of our wide guys because that's, that's about where it was thrown. Well, you always hate seeing that, but I looked down. We had three or four offensive linemen standing at near midfield, and it's like, uh-oh, one of them got caught. I, I I don't know what the penalty was. I didn't see the white hat signal, but I, it's going to be a nice big penalty. It's going to be second down about 13 now. So tough break for the Panthers. Uh, we go from a score to third and long, second and long. But that's all right. We'll we'll make up for it. Well, I think if you're Coach Clark, you got to like the fact that we're able to put points on the board again. We're able. Well, M. Wash is throwing the ball well tonight, and uh, we we are able to run the football against this Junction City bunch. Back to pass goes Wash. Little screen out to Edwards, and he's going to get close to the first down, if not. The first down. He's going to be very close to a first down. He's going to have the ball at least on the yardsticks. If it's not not a first, it's going to be uh, third and just uh, – it should uh, be just inches. That's not a good spot. He, he was uh, at least a half a yard or three-quarters of a yard farther. But, you know, it's the foot you mark it with. The guy on the near side had it marked farther towards the 49. Third down. And just a yard, Panthers show motion. Listen, first down, Panthers. Wash gets inside junction territory at about the 46. Well, the most important thing on that play was picking up the first down. And, and again, I like my, uh, I like having Lim Wash with the football on his hands when you got third down and, and one or two. Well, I know that last play I mentioned the mark. Uh, the, the guy on the near side, he marked it with his right foot which was closer to the 49, and the guy on the other side, he marked it with his right foot, which was closer to the 50. Well, and anymore with these turf fields, you know they're pretty accurate. You and I over the years have seen a lot of those old grass fields where the line, you can sit on one line of the field and you go, man, that thing curves about three yards. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, here, here there's no question. Before we got turf at Derby, that's the way it was there, man. It looked like a snake going across the field. But, uh, you know, those those days are over, and – uh Panthers are driving. There's 10:08 left. They, they lead 13-7. Uh, they just had a touchdown called back, but they immediately picked up a first down, so they're going to have it on the junction 46. Well, as I said, over on the sideline, you saw Coach Weekdrick had uh, anybody and everybody that's ever played defense, I think, in a big huddle around him, and he was going through plays, and I'm sure – you know, he's saying, all right, guys, they're not doing anything fancy. They're just running sweeps. It's student body right, student body left, and we've got to set an edge. We can't let these guys get outside of us. And, and that's what, exactly what it looks like to me. They're, they're running jet sweeps or, or the tailback is bouncing outside immediately, and, and we just, we just like you said, we need to set those edges, and, and that'll cut that off. Well, and we're at a point in the ball game that, you know, you're not out of reach. You know, last week it was Lawrence got out of reach, and it's like, hey, we got to throw the ball. we got to do all kinds of things. 
things right now, Junction City, is they're content that, hey, if you're going to give me eight, nine yards of play, we'll just keep on chewing up clock and move the ball downfield. Yeah, the injured player for Junction City's up, and he's walking off under, under his own power. He's kind of holding his side. It looks like Deegan McConnell, uh, one of their safeties. So he's he's got a little little hitch to his giddy-up, but I think possibly he'll probably be back. First of 10 Panthers inside the Junction City 50 at the 46. First and 10, they lead 13 to 7. Motion by the Panthers. It's listening. Again, Ed Wash just keeps it, bounces off a couple guys, gets down inside the 40 at about the 39. So he picked up seven, I believe, on first down. Well, one more time. I mean, you got to look at Lim Wash and go, man. This is a quarterback in a in a linebacker body, and he's gonna. They're gonna let him pick up five, six yards of carry. He's gonna keep taking it to you, and then uh, you open up Dylan Edwards. Second and three. Pitched it out to Edwards. Makes now nah, he's gonna. Oh, he spun out. He. It's a good thing he spun out because he had four yards lost, and he spun out of those two tackles and got back just short of the line of scrimmage so it's going to be third down and about four yeah junction played that one very well they had the outside covered up and dylan really had nowhere to go the one thing i've learned about dylan is i never say he's down till he's down because this kid is tough yeah well he certainly was trapped and managed to pick up a couple three yards to get back close to the first down quick pass caught first down inside the 30 at about the 27 it looked like it was Mercer Thatcher on the catch. Now, Mercer was wide open, and once again, credit to Lim Wash for just threading the needle on that play. So it's first and 10 from the junction 28. Clock moving, 8.40 to go in the half. Panthers lead 13-7. to Liston goes in motion to the far side. Wash pitches it. Edwards makes a couple guys miss, runs into one of his own man, bounces to the outside, inside the 10. Going to get knocked out at about the eight-yard line. <laughs> he picked up a nice block from Reed Liston, cut inside the block, and then bounced it outside. You know, again, uh, Dylan Edwards, a lot of uh, bouncing around and getting knocked around, but he's able to take the ball deep into uh, Junction City territory. Deegan McConnell is back in the game for Junction. Again, Edwards, no, the wash, he faked it to Edwards. Couple guys tackled Edwards and Lim got inside the five to about the three. He's going to have the ball well inside the five yard line on the play, and again, a nice, uh, just a nice carry by Lim. He might be inside the three. I'm looking at the line judge on the on the near side. Panthers beating up some clock on this uh, on this series, uh, moving the ball down uh, field. Thirteen seven. Wash under center. This time he hands it off to Edwards. Touchdown, Panthers. He just beat him to the corner. Well, Dylan, I think they crammed the box thinking Dylan maybe he was going to go off tackle. And Dylan's like, you want to do a foot race with me? I'll take you two yards. And Dylan went in untouched into the end zone. So, now, well, that's what happens. What did I say? I mean, you know, how do you answer a score with another score? Now for the all-important extra point. Again, Simmons is in. Snapper is listing. Holder is Thatcher. Mercer. Good snap. I think that kick was right down Broadway. So it's 20 to 7 with 746 left 
to go in the first half. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ, 105.9 FM, is sponsored in part by the great local Derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Biddles Automotive, Derby Public Library, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Alive 105 during the Panther football broadcast. We thank all of our sponsors. Well, here's what the interesting thing is. We got to see what Coach Wietrich dialed up. We got to see that the defense has made some adjustments, some changes. And I don't know whether, you know, with the way that Junction's running the football, I don't really know that blitzing's the answer here, but we've got to play that outside tougher. Yeah, they're they're getting all their all their yardage on jet sweeps and just like I said, Giddens bouncing outside, Wilkie on jet sweeps and Giddens bouncing to the outside as soon as he gets the football, and he's fast. He's a big guy, but he's fast and he's beating our guys to the edge. Well, both those guys had over a hundred yards last week against Wichita East, so you knew that they could uh, carry the football. So now it's uh, high end over end going to drive the receiver back inside to about the three he gets hit changes directions he's going to get knocked down at about the 10 well and again what isn't it isn't it funny how things happen you drive one right through broadway on the extra point you come back and you drive the the kick returner back to the three or four yard line and then the kick return team gets down very quickly and uh, stops uh, stops uh, junction city back around their 11 yard line Panthers lead 20 to 7, 7.39 to go in the first half. Junction City scored, and really they scored, you know, they they chewed up yardage each time they uh, had a play. Took our Panthers all the way down. It's going to be first and 10. They give it, fake it to Given, Giddens. And he's going to get out to about the 15 for about a four-yard pickup, the receiver. Now, pretty well-played ball that time by the Panthers. They they threw a little out route. The Panthers had uh, three or four guys in the in the vicinity. Looked like Wilkie, the receiver. He's he's their main receiver, Wilkie. Plus, he's he carries the football a lot, so he's a main cog in their offense. Panthers lead 20, set, 20 to seven. Second down and six. Back to pass. Rolling to the near side, got a man out in the open, and he just kind of flipped it out there. Panthers were putting pretty good pressure on him that time. Well, and I think that's the difference. He, he did roll out that time. He was rolling to his left side, and he had a lot of pressure on him and uh, ended up throwing the football away. Luke Stewart was the individual applying that pressure. So it's it's third down and six from the, looks like, 14-yard line. Twins to both sides of the field. Now they show a motion man. He comes to the near side, so it's trips now. And on a rollout to the near side, got a man down the sideline, caught. And I'll tell you, Doyle, I'm just sitting there with my mouth open, but could not deliver a football any better than that. It was a timing route, and, and, you know, I thought, man, that ball's going to be overthrown, and the Junction City receiver ran underneath the football. It was a nice pitch and catch. Well, the, the motion man is the one who caught it. I watched him the whole play, and you could see exactly who was going to get the football. And it's first down in Panther territory. And they give it to the outside again to Giddens. He 
picks up six or seven on an outside run. And they're, they're pulling guards and everybody else to get outside to block that edge. Well, he's a big kid, and he, he delivers a blow. Every time he falls, he picks up an extra two or three yards. Well, again, he picked up seven that time. He, you know, I bet he's averaging five, six yards a carry since the first possession. But I think he, I think quarterbacks, all that Coach Clark said, he said, you're going to be impressed with this young man, and I have been. And they give it again to the tailback. This time he gets stopped. He's going to, he's going to drag a Panther. He might get back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be third down and three. Yeah, uh, Junction City hadn't had a lot of success running inside. All their success has been on on the outside plays. And of course, uh, we've seen a couple of nice uh, pass pitcher catches. Panthers need to get ready. Going to be third and three. There was no gain. Panthers lead twenty to seven, but Junction's threatening inside the Panther forty. Back to Pat. Now they know they. Hand it off to the tailback. He runs through a couple Panthers and gets the first down. Yeah, he just, you know, I, I looked at it and I thought, man, they're Mark. Yeah, let's see. They're awful close. But, oh, I looked at it and, you know, I thought we were going to get him. And, and, again, this young man, when he when he gets moving forward, he picks up that extra yard or two. We, we hit him well short of the first down. And he fought his way through two or three of our tacklers and ended up picking up first down on second effort. First and 10 on the 35. Panthers lead right now, 20 to 7. Perfect pass. Guy was in the in the zone, open area of the zone, and uh, Corey hit him. Yeah, it was a perfect pass, but we, we didn't have a Panther defender within five yards of the young man. You know, it's an easy catch when you got a quarterback that could throw like Corey. Yeah, it, and nobody's around the guy. It's a very easy catch. So it's another first down, this time on the Panther 23. Then they give it to the tailback. He gets down to the 20, so it's going to be second seven. That Again, that was an inside run, so, you know, they're not making a whole lot between the tackles. They're, they're – they're making their money outside. Well, I think you got to keep Panther defense. You know, they're they're going, hey, let's bait them, let's bait them, and then hit them outside. Second and seven, back to pass. Just a quick pass out in the flat. Going to pick up two or three. It's going to be third down and about three. Well, again, another pick, nice pickup by Junction City, but he was uh, hit immediately. I don't think he realized how quick he was going to be hit. Brings up another third and short situation. Well, that, that play was designed just to get a few yards. It wasn't designed for a first down because that guy no way got close to the first down. It just just designed to get us two or three, maybe four yards on second down. They give it to the tailback. He gets to the outside. And he falls forward. He's going to be short by a yard or two. Again, we had an opportunity to tackle him for a two or three yard loss, but well, he he's a tough runner. Yeah, he stumbled in the backfield. And I thought, man, this is going to be nice. We're going to bring up fourth and five here. Instead, it's fourth and a couple. Yeah, it's fourth and about two. Panthers lead 20 to seven with three, and a, three minutes and 45 seconds left in the half. Big play here for the Panther defense. That'd be a big fourth down statement. They give it again to the tail, first down, inside the 10, inside the 5, 
touchdown, drug a Panther into the end zone. And, and again, I thought we might have him stopped, and he just runs over a couple guys in the last three or four yards. He carried a Panther defender into the end zone. This kid's a, a good running back. Yeah, we, we uh, yeah, he, he's tough. He, this he is, this is one of the better one-two punches we've seen this year. He, he earned every yard he got on that, and I think our guys, uh, you know, they're <laughs> – they're having a hard time bringing him down. I mean, he's got to call it like it is. It's now 20 to 14 with the extra point attempt. So 3.30 to go in the first half. Panthers lead this one. But Junction City, they're, they're showing, hey, we're not giving up. We don't, you know. Well, that was set up by the long pass play that uh, Junction ran. I mean, that picked up uh, 40 yards on the play. and That got them back in uh, across midfield. And from there, it was just a. Uh, you know, a couple little short passes, but mostly a running game that got them into the end zone. Well, Panthers need to do something here in this, this possession. I, I don't know what that, you know, I'm not saying they need to put one in the end zone. It sure wouldn't hurt if they put one in the end zone because they get the ball to start the second half. Well, it's so. a Junction City team. that they're, You know, I, I know we, we heard all week long backyard football, all kinds of terms. But, you know, I'm going to throw one out there, brawlers. These, these guys will brawl with you. Right now, that's what we're seeing out of them. Well, they're pass, they're pass receivers. They keep to kind of set down in an open area, and, and the quarterback hits them. Now they're athletes. That's it. Let's, let's call it that. And that long pass, that was just thrown up, and the, and the guy just ran under it. It was a good pitch and catch. Yeah, like I said, that's that backyard line. It's drawn up in the dirt. Say, Johnny, run down the sideline, and the timing's there. Yeah, there were two. End over end going to be short again it's going to go out of bounds so we should get it on the 35 i'm not going to say for sure because i was wrong one time yeah and uh thought we were going to get it on the 35 and we got it on the 20 even <laughs> though the guy kicked it out of bounds yeah i think that's where, we're, where we'll see this ball is going to be placed on the 35 and doyle we've got plenty of time 330 left here before half panthers uh need to keep answering they lead 20 to 13 or 20 to 14 Good field position to start this possession. Last drive the Panthers had, they mixed the run and the pass very well. Edwards, oh, that was—I'm telling you—that that was a—that was a lucky job by Junction City, or he'd have made that one a long ways. Well, and I think Coach Clark's telling one of his wide receivers, "One block, guy, one block." And Dylan Edwards, there's no one that's going to catch him. He's got a, a big gain. City picks up about four. It'll be second and looks like six, maybe six and a half. Panthers have to – oh, they got plenty of time for the play clock. I looked down and I thought I saw a six, and it was a 16. We got to look around to get all these clocks. Ed Wash on a keeper, first down, close to the first down going to be short by maybe a half yard and they're going to mark him just shy and you know again panthers need to, to score every opportunity they can and i know that seems obvious in some ball games but this is going to be one of those ball games i'm afraid that you you gotta you gotta take advantage every time you touch the football well what what needs to happen is the defense either defense needs to show up third down about a half a yard Wash, first down and more into territory down to the 40 of Junction City. 
went out of bounds, so that'll stop the clock with 2.10 left. I'm not sh- This clock is so old and antiquated, it doesn't have the number of timeouts left, but I think Derby has two timeouts left. Oh, Doyle, that was the same play we got the first down on there that uh, that Wash scored the touchdown on that was called back. So we found a little bit of a weakness on the Dodge or on the Junction City side. It's first and ten from their forty, Junction City's forty. Pitched it out to Edwards, got a little bit of a crease, makes a guy miss, still on his feet inside the thirty, down to about the twenty-seven. Well, and it's going to be one of those ball games so far that. Somebody's defense is going to have to make a stand. Right now, Panthers are just marching the ball downfield against Junction. Well, there's two minutes left, so Panthers need to get get in a little bit of a hurry here, I think. Because they, they, they don't want to get run out of time with ten on the 10-yard line. Thatcher in motion, a minute 45 left in the half. Panthers lead 20 to, 13, 20 to 14. Again, they pitch it to Edwards. He gets down inside the 25 to about the 23. Well, Doyle, I, I'm with you. It doesn't say on the on the scoreboard, but I believe the Panthers should have two timeouts remaining. They're, they're on a little bit of a hurry-up offense, but clock's still running. Second and five. They pitch it out to Edwards. He's going to get out of bounds. There's going to be a late. A late penalty, and it's going to be another penalty on the Panthers. Well, and I don't know. I, I really don't understand. I, I think that back call was a Panther offensive lineman that did a pancake block on a on a junction guy well downfield. I didn't see anything illegal, illegal other than he got planted, and unfortunately the official's going to call it. It's roughness. <laughs> you know, that's what it'll be, unnecessary roughness. You watch. You're going to lose about 20 yards on this play. Yeah, they're marking. They've already marked. I believe they marked the first one off. No, they'll mark the first one off, then they're going to go back and mark the other one off. I'll bet you money. See? Yeah, he pancaked the guy downfield, and it's unnecessary roughness. (laughs) In a game, in the game of football, throwing a block. Well, I, you know, again, I don't agree with that second call. I didn't see the first one. The holding one's a hard one to see, but the second one was uh, looked like just a really nice block by our offensive lineman. You know, when you get the big guys downfield throwing blocks like that, how do you strip them from that? Well, all I know is we went from inside the 25. Now we are back on the 40. Nine yard line of Junction City. That that last call back there, I I'm I'm going to say that was that was not a good call. Well, and I think the official just looked off the side and saw a Junction City guy get get drilled. And he threw a flag. Well, he should have. Well, I better just be quiet. And we got another penalty on the play, so it's against us. So that's uh, 25, 30 yards of penalties just in, in one play. Uh, we had a wide receiver that. He started to move while we had a man in motion. So, you know, that's a pretty easy call for a line judge to make. Yeah, now it's, uh, I don't know how long it is. It's second down and about 30, I'm thinking. I, I don't know. 36 is what the scoreboard 36. says. And I believe it. It looks like an eternity. We're, we we got to get, <laughs> we got to get down to the 17 yard line. Their 17 yard line. We're on our 46. Now, second down, 115 remaining before half. Yeah. <laughs> 
Statue of Liberty to Edwards. He's going to get a bunch of it. He's going to get out of bounds at about the 40, so he picked up 10 or 12, so it's still still a ton of yards to go for a first yeah, down. Yeah, it makes it a little – at least it makes it attainable, and if nothing else, it moves the ball further down into Junction City territory as uh, you don't, darn sure don't want to give them an oper- another opportunity before half. No, you don't. Not with a six-point lead. Third and long for the Panthers. Junction City will give up. They'll give up 15 or 20 because that ain't enough. I, I don't know what we're uh, Panthers are, are, are waiting on a call, and I again, I wouldn't be surprised to see them burn up a timeout out well, here. I, they sure can't afford to. They sure that's can't afford another do. five. Yard penalty. Yeah, and that's what they did. They tried a couple hard counts trying to get uh, Junction City to jump offside, but I think the intent all along was let's let's get a timeout and regroup. Yeah, well, we still got 25 yards to go. So, like I said, Junction City give up 20 and it'll still be fourth, and, you know, fourth and short. But uh, you know that that 15 yarder. I mean, the 10 yarder you could get over that. That 15 yarder bugs me because I, I saw it. I saw it too, and I. That, that was one of our linemen just blocking downfield. Now, those are the ones that will uh, coach a uh, call, uh, you know, Coach Benair and uh, and Coach Clark. Uh, that's going to drive them crazy. They, they're the offensive line coaches. You hate to see a call like that made. But uh, nonetheless, it was called. Panthers have what they, they have now to deal with, and uh, that's going to be third and very long. Well, it's – I'm going to guess it's four-down territory here for Derby. If they pick up 10 or 15, they'll go for it on fourth down, I'm sure. They will get the ball to start the second or second half, but uh, right now we could we could really use a big play here by the Panthers. So what do you do with your junction? Do you just rush three and play eight-man back? Looks like they're playing kind of a prevent. That's going to be intercepted. No question. Well, it works as and well as a punt. It's going to be intercepted, and it's on the eight-yard line. Yeah, it works as well as a punt. I mean, you you got to look at it that, you know, in that situation, you know, you're giving Junction City a long field to work with now. Well, as quick as they chewed it up <laughs> the last couple times they had the ball, a minute with a couple timeouts is going to be plenty of time for Mr. Corey. So, it, you know, we – I knew as soon as he threw it, it was going to be intercepted. You could see the Junction City guys standing back there just waiting on it. Well, they were. They were playing to prevent defense, sending guys back. And, and uh, Lim tried to just chuck one, and they had hope for the best. And there really wasn't uh, – it was well overthrown over Liston's hands. First and ten, I'm going to suspect we're going to see a pass play here to start. Yep, rolling to the near side. Nearly picked off by the Panthers, probably might have. But we didn't quite get there. That now, was Atkins. Now, very well played by the Derby. It, it does stop the clock. And I think if you're Junction City, you got to be a little bit careful. You throw a pick in that situation and you give Derby new life, there's still uh, 57 seconds left here before the half. Well, it, it looked like I thought our guy was going to pick it off, but it just fell through his hands. So second and 10. Clock stop Derby. seconds. Yeah, they give it to the tailback. He gets knocked down after, well, they're going to mark it outside the 10. Very generous spot by the official. And uh, But, you know, the guy falls forward, and he's a load. 
Uh, he's a load, and I don't think uh, at Junction called a timeout here. So, you know, I was getting ready to say with 44 seconds, I didn't know how, how crazy Coach Zimmerman would get. But, oh, they've thrown a couple of long balls, and, and uh, obviously Corey can get the ball downfield. Yeah, it, it you know, you got you to gotta give uh, Giddens credit. You know, he's, he's a load, and uh, he does fall forward, and, uh, you know, our guys are, are hitting him good, but he's a lot of times he's running through them. Yeah, he's just a hard-nosed football player. I mean, the kid's pretty athletic, but he uh, he's a load to bring down, as you said. You've got to got to pull him down low and, uh, and stop the wheelhouse. It's going to be third down when play resumes and about six and a half to go for the first down. There's 46 seconds. So the Panthers, if they can stop the stop the offense here and force a punt, they you know. They'll have 30 seconds or so to go uh, to maybe do something. But they got to stop this third down play. I would I would cover up number two big time because he's been who the go-to guy has been with the passing game. It's third down and six and a half. Well, it's a, a Junction City team that's very dangerous, without Two, question. Two's got 15 yards between him and a, and a defender. I, I'll bet you he goes to the to the chalk sticks and, yep, back to pass. Way up over the head and out of reach of the defender. So it's going to be fourth down. But I think eight's the one that caught the long ball on the sideline here. It looked like maybe they were trying to draw up that same play. And fortunately for that, uh, that time it didn't work. And Panthers should get the ball back here with a little bit of time. And I believe one timeout left. I, I think they have one timeout, but I'm not positive. Like I said, that, that scoreboard's old like we are. And yeah, the stadium's old. Yeah. Panthers have two guys back standing in Junction City territory. So a nice kick returned here would really help us out it's going to be over the head a little bit of our receiver he gets it at midfield makes a couple guys miss i couldn't see who the receiver was it wasn't i think listed. it was tk it was knox he got it back inside the 45 at about the 43 with 31 seconds left so panthers have a little bit of life here That'd at halftime Interesting to see what Coach Clark does here. We know he's got a lot of different plays up his sleeve and see if he if he stays fancy on the ground or he tries to hit some pass plays, get out of bounds, and at least get into field goal range. Panthers lead by six, 20 to 14. Back to pass goes Wash. Got a man open. Gets inside the 25 down to probably the 22 or 21. Wow, nice play, and it was to the sideline so that Liston could uh, take the ball, and I thought he was going to bounce out of, out of bounds and stop the clock, but he does the right thing. He picks up another 10, 15 yards and then kills the clock. So it's going to be first and 10 for Derby from the, it's like the 24-yard line, 23 and a half. Wash and Edwards in the backfield. Wash back to pass. Now he takes off and runs with it and gets out of – oh, is there going to be a late hit out of bounds? No, no one hit. Wash, he stayed on his feet. But, uh, well, still 20 seconds left. And Derby's uh, getting the ball down, like I said, at least in field goal range. Yeah, they're getting it down inside. Looks like it's 
right around the 20, maybe the 19-yard line. They're getting out of bounds, stopping the clock. they got plenty of time on the play clock. Edwards saying, let's go, coach. We're ready. <laughs> Back to pass. Got a man in the end zone. Oh, I guess it's caught. If that he ball stayed was in caught. Bounds. If he stayed in bounds, it was a touchdown. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know that there was official very close. It looked there wasn't. Like a, it looked like a pretty nice catch, but, again, it was in the far corner of the end zone, and uh, I believe it was Liston came down with the football, but uh, – he probably was out of bounds, but what a nice, uh, nice pitch and catch. Yeah, it was. I, 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 it looked like from here, it looked like he was in bounds. You only have to have one, one foot in bounds in high school, and the closest official was 15 yards away. So it's third down, seven, 14 and a half to go. Panthers lead 20 to 14. Back pass, Wash, just a straight drop back. Now he pulls it down. Takes off running, makes a guy miss inside the 10, gets, steps out of bounds at the five-yard line. And you only you got seven seconds left here. Interesting call. It's a first down, but what do you do here? You don't have a ton of time. Do you go for the seven? Do you go for the three? Uh, and I don't know if Derby has a timeout left. I don't know that they have a, a timeout. Yeah, boy, it's hard in, in, at any level to get that uh, – you know, to get a play, extra play in here with 7.3. We'll see what the Panthers do. But they're going to pass it. they got to throw it to the end zone. Edwards shows motion to the outside. Back to pass goes Wash. Touchdown! Touchdown, Panthers! What a nice play by the Panthers to get into the end zone, and that was Lim Wash. They drew attention to Edwards who had gone in motion, and I think Junction City followed him and we hit right over the middle for the touchdown it was it was mercer thatcher on the catch he was just inside the end zone what a big deal for the panthers now the all-important extra point with four seconds left well that was huge play for the panthers it's up kevin says it's good as soon as he kicked it i believe kevin before i watch them other guys so it's now 27-14, big score with four seconds left in the half. Well, just what we said, if you're Junction City, you don't want to do the, the plays they had, give the Panthers new life. Man, I'll tell you what, that call, you know, Coach Clark dialed up a beauty on that last play. Dylan Edwards comes in motion. You know, I think you, I, everybody in the house probably thought, oh, well, Edwards going in motion. He's going to cut into the end zone. They're going to throw to him. Instead, he comes right back to the middle, finds Thatcher in the end zone, and really on the goal line. I mean, he wasn't two yards deep. He's in on the goal line. Panthers come out with a huge score. And it's what was called the good old-fashioned bullet. I mean, that was thrown on a string to Thatcher. Well, Doyle, I think there was 7.1 seconds left, and there's 4.3 left on the board right now. So, you know, you can tell that was a, a well-conceived play, and it was. It was thrown very hard. That, that was That's a big deal for the Panthers to score this late. Uh, especially since they get the ball to start the second half. So so that, that score was a big deal. Now all they got to do is just kick this off and uh, get in at halftime with a 13-point lead, hoping to build on it in the second half. A little bit of a pooch kick is going to be fair caught at about the 28-yard line. Clock didn't start. 
and again, it doesn't start until the other team touches the ball, but that ball was kind of caught, dropped to the ground. So you got to think that just a tiny bit's got to run off. You would think does. a little bit would have ran off the clock. Now you give Corey a chance to throw the long ball on one play, probably, and just throw a hail mary, and he's got he's got the receivers that can catch him. Yeah, he definitely does. Interesting situation here. Again, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback and, and play it up here. You know, if you're Coach Wietrich, do you go into a prevent or do you go after him? Well, the Panthers are cover four right now. They've got four guys deep. Back to pass. He rolls out to the near side. Got a man out in the flat. And he's going to be taken down. That's going to be the half at about the 48-yard line. So Panthers are going to go in at halftime, leading by 13, 27 to 14. Well, and if you're Junction City, you don't give the Panthers that opportunity. You had, a, had an opportunity to, you know, just go down six. Instead, you have to punt the ball to Derby. Derby comes back with a couple big plays, and they find the end zone, and all of a sudden you're back to a 27-14 ball game. But, Doyle, this game is far from over. Oh, it, yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of football left in the second half. And, uh, you know, the kids have, kids have played pretty good. Uh, you know, I think the defense has a few uh, adjustments I'm sure they're going to make at halftime. But, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you that. The offense hasn't, you know, and let's hope it carries over into the second half, but the offense has not punted yet. They have scored every time they've had the football. Well, how much better do you feel Except if you once. go into the halftime and you go, hey, instead of having a six-point lead, I've got a 13-point lead. Yeah. you got to feel a whole lot different. As we said, tonight's been a ball game that one of the defenses has to make an answer, but fortunately for the Panthers, they're going to go in with a with a two-score lead. Well, yeah, and, and you know, that – and I said the Panthers had scored every time they had the football. They didn't when they got that 35-yard penalty deep in uh, uh, Junction City's uh, side of the field. They, you know, but you know the Panthers are—they're hitting it pretty good. Their, their offense is clicking pretty good. Uh, there's been several, several times that Dylan Edwards has just been <laughs> shoestring tackles, or he'd have been gone a long ways. And and I, you know. The offense is working pretty good, but uh, you know I'm sure you got to go in and throw a few wrinkles in there. But the defense, it it's it's got a little bit of work to do. But you know this this is a this this is a Junction City team that, like we talked on the way up here and before the game, they'll throw it all over the stadium. Well, they'll throw it all over the stadium, and they're coached well. Coach Zimmerman's been here 27 years, Doyle. I mean, this guy he's not one of those young coaches that that doesn't know what got him here. He watched a lot of game film. He knows Coach Clark well. They've uh, they've watched this defense, so they're spreading things out. And they're having some success with it tonight. And, and you know, Coach Zimmerman is not one of those coaches that's going to get all lathered up you know uh, he's he's very calm i'm sure with his team and uh, he's he's coached long enough he's been in these kinds of situations before so he'll know exactly what to say and do in the locker room at halftime well and i think if you coach zimmerman you can take these guys into half i know if it was my group and i knew this was the last time this stadium's gone it's not like derby's where it's getting re- you know renovated and, and you're going to be there this place is gone the facility moves all the way away i think i look at all those seniors i go not only could this be your last game how are you going to close out this stadium? Yeah, you can you can use that. You can definitely use that uh, that way of thinking on these kids, and they'll they'll respond to that. Uh, you know, the Panthers uh, in at halftime. They've got a little bit of work to do as well. Uh, Panthers lead this one 
at halftime. This is Panther football on a live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM, your home for Panther football on the radio. We'd like we'll to thank be back. Mechanical for their support of Friday night Derby Panther football on a live 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. Come, Flabbit, how am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cletus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991. Specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 in Derby Panther football. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. <laughs> Well, we're back at Al Simpler Stadium 
in Junction City where the Panthers lead this one at halftime. 27-14, a score. They got the ball back with 31 seconds. They had a series of penalties uh, on their possession prior to that, and uh, that ended up being a uh, turnover on downs or an interception by uh, Junction City. Junction City couldn't move the ball. Panthers got the ball back with 31 seconds to go in the half, and they managed to push one in. It looked like, what, a 10-yard or 9-yard pass to uh, Mercer Thatcher at the goal line. So the Panthers scored with four seconds left in the first half to take that 27-14 lead. So pretty exciting first half uh, for the Panthers. Well, you know, Panthers, they still had one timeout, but we put points on the board in what, well, 27, 28 seconds. So, you know, you got to like, if you're Coach Clark, you got to like that and say, hey, we, we executed well on that play. I mean, we hit Reed Liston on a, on a nice pass play. He darts out of bounds. We, we we just executed well. You run those plays every day in practice. You work on the on the fast tempo, the quick hitters. Derby ran that uh, as drawn up. Yeah, we thought we had a touchdown earlier. Reed listed from our vantage point here. Uh, it looked like he caught the ball and got a foot down on the blue, but uh, the officials didn't see what we saw. <laughs> so it was incomplete. But you're right, the Panthers, there was four seconds left, so they scored in about 27 seconds. So, you know, that, that's just telling you the offense is clicking pretty well. Well, and, and as we said right before break, I mean, how big is that? If you're if you're Junction City, that now instead of being down six, you're down thirteen. So that's yeah. a big turnaround. And, and Derby gets the ball to start the second half, and you know, so far the Panther offense has. has had a pretty good night. Hopefully they can keep it up. Well, as we said, you know, one of the defense has to stand up. Well, with a 13-point lead, you feel a whole lot better than with six at, at half, no question. Well, let's go ahead and get into the first uh, half stats for tonight's ball game. First downs, pretty even. Derby has 16 first downs. Junction City, 14 yards rushing. You know, Panthers have done well tonight. 31 attempts on the ground, 247 yards. Junction City, 24 attempts, 126. Yeah, and, and most of that, I would say there's two guys on Junction City that uh, uh, Wilkie and uh, uh, Groggins or what? Let's see. I'm sorry. Giddens, excuse me, Wilkie and Giddens, they're, they're chewing it up pretty good. Most of that's the outside, jet sweeps and just just uh, plays designed to get outside. So, uh, you know, Panthers have a little bit of work to do. There. Well, if you're defensive coordinator coordinators across the state, you got to look at the, the Panthers' average yards per carry. You know, we've had a couple games where at halftime it was 12 and 13 yards. Still tonight, average yards per rush is eight yards. So, you know, that'll give a defensive coordinator fits when he looks up and says, guys, this is just ridiculous. So Panthers done well on that so far tonight. Passing uh, Panthers Limwash, really a pretty good night so far. Six for 10. He does have that one interception. that has 99 yards. Uh, Junction City, eight for 15 for 123 yards. So you know, Panthers have done a fairly good job of shutting down the passing game of uh, Junction so far. Yeah, Junction City, though, you know, you watch those guys, you know they've done this kind of thing all year. You see their receivers. They, they just sit down in an open area in the zone, and, and uh, Corey's able to, to hit them. And, you know, they pick up a few yards each time. So they – and then that long pass – that led to their second score. My goodness, he just threw it up, and the receiver knew exactly where the ball was, made a great catch, and uh, ended up in Panther territory. Total yards uh, of offense in the first half for the Panthers, 346, Junction City, 249. So, again, Co Coach Clark can't be too unhappy with his offensive output. I know Coach Wietrich's uh, probably on his side not too pleased with uh, giving up 249 in the, in the first half. Yeah, I, I'm sure that. 
Yes, I'm sure. Knowing Coach Wietrich as we do, I am sure that uh, he's not real happy about that. And hopefully he'll come up with a way to slow it down some. Individual stats for the Panthers in the first half. Lim Walsh, as we said, 6 for 10 for 99 yards. Uh, Tillman's has one catch for 34. Reed Liston, 2 for 34. Mercer Thatcher, 2 for 19. And a touchdown, Dylan Edwards, 1 for 12 yards. Toting the football for the Panthers. you got to look at this one. Lim Walsh, 15 carries, to all for 109 yards. Dylan Edwards, 16 carries for 138. And throw in, if you will, that Dylan Edwards has had about a 25-yarder called back. So, you know, Dylan Edwards, again, having a good night rushing the football. For the, for the half, again, Panthers 346 total yards of offense. Junction City, 249. Big stat again, Panthers lead 27-14. Yeah, well, another thing I'm going to throw in on those, those stats, uh, Lim Wash needed 46 yards to pass the 1,000-yard marker, so he got that. Uh, pretty easily. So, uh, you know, we've got a couple thousand yard rushers in our backfield again this year. So that's pretty impressive in and of itself. Yeah, and no like question. you said, Panthers lead 27-14. We're at halftime. This is Panther football and live 105. Katie KQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. South Baltimore is here for all your car needs, offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddles is always there. Biddles Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddles Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186 proud supporters of Derby Panther football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884 and their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Making plans for the special day? Paz Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. 
Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services that DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. I'm Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Sometimes unusual times call for unusual ways to celebrate the holidays. You know what? I don't want to steal Jesus' birthday presents. <laughs> I want to give the gifts to Jesus. How do I do that, Mama? And it totally flipped our Christmas upside down. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Saturday, 6 to noon, and weekday mornings, 6 to 9, on Alive 105. Well, we're back for, for the second half of the ball game. We're Again, we're at Al Simpler Stadium in Junction City, and, and Kevin and I, I know we both mentioned it during the broadcast, this will be absolutely the last game played at this particular venue. Uh, I believe I read that it was constructed in 1965, and uh, they named it after uh, one of their first successful coaches here at Junction City, Al Simpler, and It'd be quite an honor to have a stadium named after you 35, 50, 50 some years ago. Well, no question. And Coach Zimmerman, you know, been here 27 years. That's a, that's a, a big deal in its own. You don't see coaches uh, stick around 27 years very few places. Well, this this guy, and again, like you alluded to uh, in the first half or before the game about him applying for, for our job, but, you know, really this guy – this guy knows this town. He knows these kids, and he's he's doing one whale of a job up here. Well, in he, he works City. with a lot of military families here, and and you know the story he told us that night. Just kept talking about these military kids and how he takes them under his wing. I mean, you know, you got to look at it and go, man, this guy is just a phenomenal human being, and you know he's done good things here. Yeah, and and, and he he'll he'll continue. I I I think it'll be a change of uh, venue for him, but I think uh, Mr. Zimmerman will continue on as he has for the last for next year in his 28th year. So Junction City is going to be competitive, and they're moving to another stadium, but that's not going to mean a thing to what's going on. Well, this this week in the 6A playoff bracket, on the eastern side of the bracket, the number one seed, Olathe North, they're 9-1. Last week, they beat Blue Valley 28-21. I believe they got ahead of them 28 nothing or 21 nothing, and ended up winning 28-21. They're one of the teams in the finals. The other team in the semifinal is Blue Valley North. They're 7-3. and three. They beat Shawnee Mission Northwest, the number two seed, last week, 30-6. Blue Valley North was the number six seed. So they fought their way through a little bit of a tougher part of the bracket, but they're in the semifinals nonetheless. And obviously... Derby beat Lawrence last week, number one Lawrence, 40 to 20. And Junction City, and, and I believe the coaches called it backyard football, they got by uh, Wichita East, the number three seed, 49 42. And I believe uh, uh, Wilkie scored with about under two minutes to go in the ball game. 
And uh, that was the difference in the ball game, 49-42. So that really catches you up with action in 6A on both sides of the bracket. Again, the winners of tonight's ball games will meet next week in Olathe. Well, Doyle, I, I guarantee you that's something that the coaching staff at Derby went in and happened. You know, they, they reminded these kids that this is a Junction City team that are scrappers. These guys can come back. You don't want to give them any breath at all. And, and, and I think you're right. I think that with the Panthers getting the ball here in the second half, you'll want to go down, put points on the board, and keep this uh, momentum going. Yeah, you certainly do. You, 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 want to, you want to continue the offensive game. Uh, you know, the Panthers have had – well, I hate, I don't want to jinx them, but they really had a pretty easy time so far tonight moving the football. And the only thing that's hurt them tonight has been their own penalties. So, you know, and that was only on one drive. But, uh, you know, the Panthers, they've been able to score quite often. And, uh, you know, they need to continue to do that because I think Junction City's going to put a couple more up, you know, tonight before the night's over, at least two more. And, uh, you know, Panthers just need to continue to move and then. Maybe they can slow the offense down on Junction City some. Well, as we said, Corey's one of those kids that, you know, you say backyard quarterback. I really do. I believe it's one of those deals where you played together forever and you, you draw that out in the dirt and you say, hey, we're going to put you in motion and let you go down the, the sideline. I'm going to throw the ball to about the 30 and you catch it by the old oak tree and take it to the house. And that's what they've done. They've, uh, they're good timing routes. The first pass play that went up, I thought maybe it's luck. But, you know, you see it two or three times, you realize it's skill. It's not luck. This guy's a good quarterback. And it's a fumble at the 20 by the Panther returner. He made a couple guys miss and still got out to about the 27. So pretty good break there for the Panthers. I think it was Reed listed on the return. It was listed, and it was a, it was an odd kick. It was, you know, typically they do that squib kick. It was just a short line drive, and, Listen, picked it up at about the 20, and it was just such a line drive. He had trouble hanging on to the football, but, you know, Reed's got pretty sure hands, and he's able to regather composure and keep control. Panthers are going to have it on their own 27-yard line. First and 10, they lead 27-14. They give it to Edwards. Makes a couple guys miss, gets out. He's going to have a first down if they give him the right spot. Now they are. They're going to give him about 11 yards on the carry. So nice way to open up the second half by Dylan Edwards. So now the ball's on the 38. Panthers showing speedy offense here. Again, they give it on a reverse to Liston. He gets a block outside, 50-45, and out of bounds at about the junction 45. Well, it was a nice fake. It was just on a, on a reverse. And everyone, I think, in the house thought Edwards had the football, and Liston ends up with it with big first down yardage. Boy, we got a nice block by one of our linemen. I couldn't pick his number up. He drove a guy completely out of bounds. Just a quick RPO to listed 40, 35. He's going to be pulled down at about the 31-yard line. Well, again, that's just when you talk about RPO at its finest, I, I, folks, and there's a penalty on the play, and it almost looked like Liston got by the face mask, but I'm sure it's going to be something against the Panthers as they're walking, walking backwards. backwards. But, I, I don't know what it is. That, gotta be, that play again was on the run with Limwash when he found uh, Gotta be Reed. a block in the back or something. Holding. Holding. The penalty's thrown at the 25, so that's going to back it up. 35. Or excuse me, the 35 of junction, so that'll back it up 
probably 10 yards, so it had to be one of our wide receivers. Well, and as Liston got tackled out of bounds, he was tackled pretty high, and I thought, well, you know, maybe we're going to get a break here and get the extra 10. Nonetheless, it's first down. First down and nine. First down and nine for the Panthers on the 40, looks like 45-yard line of Junction City. They lead 27 to 14. Edwards, again, he finds a little crease, makes a couple of guys miss, and still picks up nine on first down. Well, if you're Junction City, this isn't how you drew it up. The Derby's going to come out, and, and in four plays, they got the ball on your 35-yard line. That's not how you drew things up. Well, they give him enough progress for a first and 10, so it's going to be first and 10 from the 36. Wash, again, on a keeper, gets inside, gets down close to the 30, depending on the spot. I just saw one of the Junction City kids, one of our guys, blocked at the end, and he was turning around begging the official, come on, guy, you called it earlier in the game, and there was there was obviously nothing to call. 10.50 left. Panthers lead 27-14. We're in the, just starting the third quarter. Wash again on the keeper, makes the right read, first down inside the 25, gets down, run out of bounds, close to the 20. Another first down for the Panthers. So, so far, the Panthers have just come out firing. I mean, a, a team on a mission. They're inside the 25, and it looks like they're going to mark it on about the 20, guessing the 21-yard line. I don't see a penalty marker down. Well, I see the Panthers walking backwards, though. There's got to be. Yeah, they, he's there already he marking the ball off. Yeah, there's a, there's a flag laying about the 25-yard line, Coach Clark. Is talking to the line judge on the play. Yeah, well, you know, I hope I hope this is not a half where every little thing is called, and you know, let the kids play the ball game. If if it's obvious, absolutely call it. But if it's borderline, let the kids play the ball. Going to be second down and nine after the walk off, so it's not all bad for the Panthers, I suspect. Back to pass, goes Wash. Got a man wide open, caught inside the 15. I looked downfield on those plays, and I was just like, come on, come on, come on. We have a guy wide open down the field. I think it was Thatcher again. Drake Drake Thatcher. He caught it inside the 15, so it's a first down Panthers. Panthers moving the sticks quickly here in the second half. Edwards cuts inside, gets down inside the 10. Down close to the seven-yard line, so he picked up six or seven on first down. Panthers have just got some huge splits on their offensive line. Well, Doyle, they, they've been, made some adjustments. There's still ten minutes left here in the in the third quarter. Panthers have moved the ball down deep into Junction City territory. Second three. Edwards on a direct snap, and he's going to lose at least two. I think that was still Liam. But, yeah, no, nowhere to go. I mean, that time Junction City saw the play. They played it. It was, Lim. I don't know where I got two from eight. That's ten. That's six. Oh, two from eight. <laughs> anyway, we lost a couple yards, so it's going to be third down and five for the Panthers. They give it to Edwards. First down inside the five. Still on his feet. 
Gets down inside the five to about one or two yard line. That should be another first down, and that'll that'll give us a first and goal situation. Well played again. I mean, that was a nice call. I, I think everyone bought on Lynn that time. He handed the ball back off to Edwards in the middle, and he picks up good first down yard. Edwards ran the ball very hard that time. So here's Wash up under center. This time he gives it to Edwards. Touchdown, Panthers. Again, I think that's just one of those that Edwards says, I'll race you to the corner. I mean, that's a backyard play. Hey, I'll beat you to the corner over by the swing set. Edwards is able to get there. And, uh, oh, what a nice opening drive for the Panthers. I'm older than you. We used to use car fenders and bumpers. <laughs> well, I don't know. what Most kids don't know what a merry-go-round is anymore. <laughs> All important extra point. Panthers lead 33-14. And it's good, so it's now 34-14. So that you can't start the second half any better than Derby just did. Uh, they now are up by uh, looks like 20 points with 9-11 left. But again, this this is a Junction City. That's not a hill to climb for these guys. You gotta, you know, they're pretty tough. Well, Junction City has that ability to score quick. So if they're able to score quick, and they and mark my words, Coach Zimmerman knows that he's going to come out firing and and trying to get some stuff established, but. Man, if you're Coach Clark and the coaching staff, you can't be happier with how things opened up in the second half. It's 9-11 left. Panthers took that one. Well, shoot, 65 yards. And, and really, Kevin, it wasn't very, it wasn't very tough. I mean, they, they picked up yards in chunks. They, they just had a good drive. A good sustained drive. It didn't look, it didn't use that much time. Just uh, what under three minutes, about two hour, two minutes forty nine seconds. So they didn't use a lot of time. But when you got a high powered offense that's running as well as the Panthers are, you know, you're not going to use up much time on the clock. Yeah, it's hard to hard to slow down a racehorse. Simmons kicking off. It's a little well short. It's a pretty short kick, and it's taken at about the 20 by one of the up men. He's going to get out short of the 30, driven back by uh, Knox. Yeah, Tanner Knox. I, you know, I'm looking at the stats for tackles. You know, for a guy that missed the first three or four ball games, I, he's crept up very quickly in the stats on tackles. You know, when number 14's on the field, you know you're going to get his best. Yeah, he missed three or four ball games, or at least three for sure, and and, and another one he played very little in. So yeah, you're right. He's made a lot of tackles. Panthers in a four-three defense to start this second half. Corey is the quarterback. Trips to the far side, and they they have a man in motion. Ball Fast slow. snap. Oh my goodness, boy! That was that saved a touchdown right there. That play right there. Well, Knox. Tanner Knox. I mean, the ball was snapped low. Corey, he was scrambling for his life to get it picked up, and he looks upfield, and there's a receiver down, down, and I think the Panthers bid on it. But credit Tanner Knox for going up high and knocking the ball down, or there was no one near the uh, Junction City receiver. It was Wilkie. He's their go-to guy, and he was wide open. Back to pass. Reverse pivot, and it's going to be 
third down and 10. Well, Doyle, the difference there, Corey was scrambling for his life. He did a reverse spin again. When he spun out, he was very fortunate he didn't get sacked. And he had two or three white helmets all over him. He had to get the ball, rid of the ball quicker than he wanted to. And uh, that that's a difference. That's something the Panthers came out putting pressure on him. Third down and 10 from the 27. Panthers lead this from 34-14. Still plenty of time on the play clock. Corey's taking his time. Back to pass. He's rolling to the far side now. Now he's pulling it down and running to the open side of the field. There's no Panther, not a Panther in sight. And he's going to get all the way out to midfield. Now that was a, a good job by Corey looking at the field, having good that good field vision. And he had drawn all the Panthers onto receivers and onto the far sideline. And he just looked and said, man, I can run for a long ways. And he, no question he was going to run out of bounds because he came out of bounds quickly. I don't think he had any intention of throwing the football. He, he made that decision too quick. He rolled that way. As soon as our kids went that way, he come back against the grain. There wasn't a Panther within 10 yards of him. Back to pass again. And caught by Wilkie. Inside the 20. Well, Panthers again had a ton of pressure on him. Uh, you just can't draw him up any better. I, mean, I, I I can't tell you. These are well-thrown, well-executed catches. It's just not what the Panthers want to see, but they're well-thrown footballs. Well, just like that, they're inside the 20 at the 16, first down. Again, they give it to the Gettas, and he picks up five. His natural, you know, what he's been doing. He's picked up five more on first down. I just go back to the Corey passes. And, I mean, you know, as much as a Panther fan doesn't want to see them, they're well executed. Well, the big the big 23-yard run didn't hurt matters any. And then uh, he's got an excellent receiver in Wilkie, and he give him the ball this time. Ball's on the Fumble, ground. And Corey recovered it. Hey, that's all right. They're going to lose uh, four four yards on the play. It's going to be four down territory. It's going to be third down and nine. Clock moving, 7.50, 34-14 Panthers. He handed it off that time to Wilkie, and Wilkie put the ball on the ground. That's kind but, of a delayed handoff, and uh, fortunately, like we said, it did go on the ground. It bounced right back towards Corey, and that made a difference. Back to pass over the middle. It's short. It looked like it was intended for. It looked like it was intended for Christian Tabora. So it's going to be fourth down. And well, Searing, Searing may have got a, a little fingertip on that ball too. He went out uh, all the way, but once again we had a Panther in Corey's face as he delivered the football. Go well, fourth down. This is huge. Fourth and nine. Fourth and nine. Panthers got to play the whole field. You know they they can't. Back to pass. Wide open. Touchdown, Junction City. Penalty flag on the ground. It's got to be in the holding range. Flag's laying at the 20, and the White Hat's saying no. Looks like it might be holding. Normally it is holding. Now, where it's at, I, I see Junction City not looking too tickled. One of their players sets up to the White Hat. Boy, he turned around quickly. I think the Junction City quarterback might want to be careful. Yeah, he's, uh, he's complaining to the officials. And uh, it, it, and now they're telling him, get back. And I'm, I'm telling you, they're telling him, six, get back and be quiet. 
<laughs> they've told him a couple times. And uh, again, by all accounts, it looks like it's going against uh, Junction. We'll see. Well, it's certainly they're not going to pick it up and wave it off. Well, I don't know. Oh, my God. We'll see where the call comes. They waved the flag off. They waved it off. My goodness gracious. How do you call a penalty and then wave it off? I think that's what Coach Clark's wanting an explanation on. It It, it doesn't matter. We lost. (laughs) They're not going to change it again. Wow. I mean, the, the white cap was very emphatic. There was some kind of a penalty. Well, evidently there wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> that just that just amazes me how things happen sometimes. The extra point is good, so it's now thirty-four to twenty-one, and uh, I, I don't get it. I, well, and if, and again, unfortunately, and I know Coach Clark's still looking for an explanation because the white hat threw the flag, and then he was immediately saying, "No touchdown, no touchdown." And Coach Clark's coming out and going, "Hey guys, I need, I you know, obviously you gave it to him, but I need some, uh, I need to know what happened." He's 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 giving him his uh, his version, and uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's preaching to the choir there because he's. He's not going to get anything. Well, after they give them it, yeah, they're, unfortunately, they're not going to take it away. But uh, there have been a lot of penalties thrown tonight in this ball game. Yeah, and it seems like most of them have been against Derby, and except that one, which we thought was against Junction City, and it ended up being a touchdown. Well, fortunately for the Panthers, it, it, the, the offense is still clicking. <laughs> you know. They're uh, able to score pretty much at will, and let's hope that this series they do the same. I just don't understand some of this stuff, and maybe I shouldn't. It's 34-21 anyway. Yeah, it's an exciting football game. Let's say that. Yes, it is exciting. I got to give it that. But I I wish we would have got an explanation from the White Hat. But I guess we didn't need it. Going to be caught at the 22 by Liston. Breaks out into the open. He's going to get stopped at about the 47-yard line of the Panthers. I'm looking for a penalty marker. I don't see one. You so. know, Doyle, again, I, I don't know how many times we say this against guys act like they're scared to death to kick to our kick return guys, but they're willing to give you the ball at midfield. I just I, I don't understand the, 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 the reasoning behind that. Well, it's going to be first and 10 Panthers from their own 48-yard line. They lead in this one 34-21 after a nice drive by Junction City culminated on a penalty that wasn't and a touchdown. So I, I think Coach Clark still he, he's he's still he's still talking about that. So he's out on the field. I'm not sure who he's who he's talking to. I think he was talking to his, his uh, tailback, Edwards. First and 10 Panthers. The reverse to Reed Liston. And he stumbles forward. It looks like he's going to pick up two, maybe three yards on first down. That's the second time Panthers have gone to that play tonight. They pick up pretty good yardage. Doyle, what that sets up is uh, several things out of that play. It sets up the fake. It sets up. You know, possibly a big limb wash run off that fake later. Second seven. Wash. He's going to get out close to the first down, and it looks like he's going to get enough 
for a first down. Yeah, designed limb wash run all the way, and Panthers once again are moving the sticks quickly. Seven, seven, ten left in the game. Panthers lead by 13. In the, in the third quarter. In the third quarter, excuse me. I want it to be the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, the way this one's going, it, it, it's a lot of scoring. But anyway, it's 34-21 Panthers. Again, Wash gets to the outside, finds some room, gets inside the 35, and he goes down at about the 33. Yeah, let Wash that time was very patient. There wasn't really anything. and He just waited and waited and waited until he could get outside and picks up about seven. Second down and three. For the Panthers, the clock stopped with 6.50 left because of the out-of-bounds play. Junction City just has not been able to stop this Panther offense here in the second half. Quick pass. Now Wash is going to be sacked. Now Lim was waiting, waiting, waiting in the backside pursuit. Caught him that time. He never saw the guy coming from behind him, and he's going to take a big sack on the play. Yeah, it's going to be third down and ten now, so Panther Drive could be could be uh, slowed down here with that sack. And that's where the Panther offense, again, you don't have to get a whole bunch. You need ten yards here. Don't have to score points. You just need to move the sticks. Well, that was a big play by Junction City. I mean, nobody blocked that guy. It was a naked, naked blitz. Bad snap. Wash handled it. He's going to get outside. He's going to get that first down back and get out of bounds just short of the 25. Well, Lib Wash spread out the field on the play, and Junction City was trying to set the edge, and they were so worried about Dylan Edwards that Lim was able to sneak inside, pick up about 13 yards, and dart out of bounds. So huge first down play for the Panthers. First and 10 from the 26 for the Panthers. They are on the move despite – a few setbacks, they're still able to move the ball well. Edwards makes a couple guys miss, spins, keeps on going, picked up nearly nine yards on first down. What a run by Dylan Edwards. Well, you know, again, there was nowhere to go, and Dylan Edwards, you keep the feet churning. Good things happen when you don't give up your feet. He just kept the feet moving, was able to spin out of it, and pick up another, another four yards, so it's second just two. Wash on a delay, gets into the secondary, inside the 10, touchdown Panthers. Wow, and again, you look up and Lim Wash takes it inside, sees a little opening on the outside, outruns everyone to the corner. So just like that, Panthers are back on the board. Well, we've had three touchdowns here in the third quarter, and there's still over five minutes left. 529 left, and we've had three touchdowns. So if you do the math, that's six and a half minutes retouch that we need this extra point it's now 40 to 21 it looks good and it is so it's 41 21 panthers go back up by 20 but junction city's going to get the ball back with 529 left in the third quarter well as we said i i think the good thing is you went in a half with with a, with a, a good lead so if you're going to trade tit for tat you want to be the team that goes in with a couple score lead well, we put 41 up and that ought to be enough to win but I, I I'm pretty sure Junction's going to score once or twice more tonight at least so you know I'm 
long, long as we win, I don't care if it's 60 to 40. Well, I got an update. Uh, looks like Blue Valley North leads 17 to 0 right now over Olathe North. That's, uh, I believe, just into the fourth quarter. So we appreciate John Cooper keeping us up on scores tonight. We sure do. Well, you know, I, I'm not surprised about that. I, I've been following Olathe North pretty good all year. And I, I hate to use this word, but I think they've been kind of overrated up there in the north end, northeast part of the state. Well, now we're at 17 to 14, so we got well, to okay. uh, be quiet. <laughs> I just jinxed them. But uh, still, I, I thought their schedule wasn't, I don't know. Well, again, we appreciate the scores, and uh, you know we got to get through this one ourselves tonight. We got to get another quarter and a half through this one, and it's going to be taken at about the twelve, and he's going to get out just over the twenty at about the twenty-one or twenty-two. So, pretty good coverage by the Panther special teams. Well, you, you have to like if the Panthers can come up with a stop. Again, we talk about it every week. You only get the ball so many times in a football game. You know, you trail right now 41-21. If Panthers can get a stop, I, I mean, things look a lot better. You know, really, I, I haven't seen where Junction City's made any mistakes on offense. Yeah, they, they punted once or twice, but since then they've scored every time they've had the football. and they just they, They've just been – They've got a great stable of receivers and a couple guys that can run the football, and they got a quarterback that can sling it all over. So back on a reverse pivot, he thro just throws it up and away. I well, that that one there was no receiver around, and what you have to like again, Corey was planted that time when he let go of the football. So you know you you got to keep hitting him, you got to keep putting things in his mind that. Uh, Hey, someone's coming after you on every play. Well, you know, he's, he's reverse pivoting a lot, and, and he's not he's not a drop-back passer. At least he hadn't been tonight. He's been rolling to one side or the other, or he's been doing the reverse pivot. That's when the Panthers have been able to get in his face a little bit when he does that. Back to pass, he's rolling to the far side over the head of the intended receiver, so it's going to be third and ten. Huge third and ten as, uh, you know, the Panthers are putting pressure on him, and that's what maybe you made the change at, at halftime of, hey, guys, we can't let a great quarterback sit, sit back here because he's going to find his guys if you do. He's got, I'm telling you, he's got two or three receivers that can flat catch the football. So By here, far the best receiving core we've seen this year. So here the Panthers go. They're playing a little bit of press coverage. And it looks like we might see a bit of a blitz. Yeah, Panthers are up playing press coverage on most of the receivers. I like it. Back to pass. Luke Stewart. Yeah, oh, they called it, called it dead pretty quick. I think Panthers are going to get Panthers called. Panthers are going to get called. Yeah, it was a line judge, and I heard the whistle come up quick. So Panthers probably in aggressive, you know, trying to come up and chuck that receiver uh, before he gets off the line. They're going to get called for a five-yarder. Well, that's just a mental mistake that you don't want. Instead of third and ten, now it's third and five, and these guys, these guys are going to. Well, I like gonna, what Coach Reitrick's doing here. I think you know we're going to press you. We're going to come at you. I, I think that's a good, good plan. Third down and five. Back to pass. No, they give it on a tailback handoff. He's going all the way. I don't think we got anybody that can catch him. We got a man with an angle. No, ah. Touchdown, Junction City. No flags anywhere. And what happened? Panthers sold out on the play, counting on pass. Panthers sold out. Junction City 
you know, the Wiley Coyote over there, Zimmerman, he calls an off tackle play and, you know, there wasn't a Panther left. Tanner Knox closed very quickly, but, you know, he just, you know, on the run trying to catch up, he made the wrong angle and misses the guy. Panthers had a good chance of, of shutting them down. Five-yard penalty, then a 72-yard touchdown run on third down and five. Wow. That, that's a point. bad kick. That's not any good. So it's now 41-27 with five minutes to go in the third quarter. That's just a tough break for the Panthers to have that happen to them. Well, and those are those calls. You know, I said it too. I was with Coach Wietrich, you know. Go after him. Put pressure on him. And, you know, when sometimes when you sell out, that's one of those plays that either read right or you read wrong. And, unfortunately, the Panthers read wrong. There was a 10-yard wide hole for him to run through. And no Panthers. The only one that had a chance was uh, Tanner Knox. And uh, he uh, – couldn't get he couldn't tackle him and he went in for a score. So now it's a fourteen point lead again and Panthers get the ball back. Well, there's still five minutes left in the third. We still got five minutes to go in the third. Panthers lead by fourteen. So, you know, I I'd like to see one of these defenses get a stop, namely ours. Well, I thought maybe we were gonna see it there. It's just gonna be Hey, we're going to force Junction City into punting to us, and, and we're going to get good field position. And, man, next thing you know, you blink, and uh, Junction's in the end zone. KDKQLP Derby. We got a couple stops early in the game, but we haven't been able to stop their offense since. And it's another pooch kick. Going to be taken at the 23 by Reed Liston. Going to get out, to, still on his feet, outside the 40 to about the 42, maybe 43-yard line. Now, once again, you're giving the Panthers the ball at midfield. Another update, Blue Valley North 24-08, the North 14-7-15 left in that ball game. Like we said, though, we got a lot of football left here at Junction City. There's 4.56 left. We've got a lot of football left. I mean, both teams are scoring in about two minutes. And we'll see what Derby can do this time. The Panthers just got to keep their foot on the uh, on the gas. Oh, they have to. There's no question. They have to keep their foot on the gas. On a reverse, Edwards gets to the outside. Gets inside junction territory at about the 47. Going to be close to a first down, but I'm not sure. Now, the official said he didn't get out of bounds, so you know maybe that's a good thing. I can't tell. They haven't signaled whether it's a first down or a second and very short. First down, Panthers. On the 10-yard run by Wash. Clock's moving. 440 left. Panthers lead by 14, 41-27. Edwards straight up the middle. Going to get inside the 40 to about the 39. So he's going to pick up eight on first down. It's a, it, this is definitely a game of offense tonight. They marked it on the 40, so he still picks up seven. Wash and Edwards in the backfield, trips to the far side. Wash on a keeper, gets to the outside, picks up the first down, cuts back to the middle. Gets down inside the 30 at about the 26. Now, Lamb just made a couple of nice cuts. That's going to move the chains one more time. 
Well, these these scores are just coming, as we said. I mean, just so quickly. Yeah, both teams. I mean, well, I forgot what the score was at halftime. I know we've had two touchdowns, and they've had two touchdowns. And And we're threatening again. And we're threatening inside the 30. First 10. Wash again on the keeper. Gets inside, cuts back to the middle. Probably picked up five on maybe six on first down. Uh, if you're the Junction City D coordinator, you got to be sitting there going, man, these guys, I mean, we're, we've got two guys way over 100 yards. I think, uh, you know, Dylan's got to be up around 200 yards on, on the ball game, and Lim's got to be around 100 and a half. Panthers lead 41-27, 3-10 to go in the third quarter. Panthers moving. They're on the 20, looks like 21-yard line. Back to pass, Wash. Now he's being pressured. Going to maybe get back to the line of scrimmage. We're going to lose a yard or two. That junction that time had pretty good coverage on our guys. And, uh, you, you know, you got to come out. Uh, <laughs> I think every time you touch the football, you got to come out with the points. Going to be third down and five for the Panthers. Keep in mind, Panthers are averaging about eight yards a carry tonight. Oh, I thought we got – we did. I we think did. I think we, we got five get, free ones. Yeah, we had to get that. He was in – it was a very slow flag, though. Well, Lim, Lim's been doing a lot of hard counts tonight. That one's going to be a big one because it should be put the ball down, uh, and it did. It moved the change. I was going to say, it's going to have to put it down real close to moving the uh, – the yardsticks. So it's going to be first down from the, it's like 17 yard line. Clock moving, 220 left. Panthers lead by two, scores 41 27. They're threatening. Wash, he finds a bit of an alley, cuts it up, gets inside the 10, down to about the nine. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're playing the pitch. They're playing that guy. Lim's able to cut inside of him, and then he's able to run for the hard yardage. He picks up about seven or eight yards on the play. Going to be second three. We're under two minutes in this high-scoring third period. I see why they say shootout. (laughs) I see it, too. Anyway, the ball's resting on the 10. They have to get to the seven for a first down. Edwards inside the five. Well, they'll probably mark it about the five. The ball is over the five. That's got to be it's going to move the sticks again. I mean, my goodness, we're moving moving the yard markers uh, easily. Yeah, they marked it on the five, but (laughs) the ball was well over the five. But it's first and goal for the Panthers. Clock moving, 120 left. We are in the third quarter. They lead 41 and wash on it. Just a Wow, a touchdown. My goodness, that was a quarterback sneak. Now, Lim Wash just bounced off a guy. And I think you and I both thought, I'll oh, wash on just a little bit of yardage. And Lim keeps it churning, and he's able to get off left, left tackle. And next thing you know, he's in the end zone. Another score here in the third quarter. It's 47 to 27 now with the all-important extra point. Now, keep in mind, Junction Lot missed their last extra point, so that uh, that made a big difference in this score. Extra point is up, and it's good. So with 117 to go, Panthers put up their 21st point in the, I believe it's their 21st point, in the third quarter. 
Uh, Junction City scored 14, so it's now 48 to 27 in the third. Well, this is a, a Junction team that I think we talked about it uh, in pregame. This is a team that averaged giving up 42 points a game. So you knew you could score on these guys. It's just we got to uh, keep that lead. Yeah, I'd like to see our, our defense make a stop here because uh, neither team, neither defense has made a stop in a long time. So it's time for ours to do just that. It's amazing that there's still 117 left. I mean, it's been a lot of run, a lot of run, but I, I guess, you know, the, you keep stopping the clock when you score. Yeah, I mean, so, from the Panthers' point of view, why run the ball? They're doing, or why pass the ball? They're doing such a good job running it unless they just want to keep things honest. Well, and I think if you're Coach Clark, you love that, but you, you kind of wish, guys, man, I wish I could pick up six yards of carry instead of nine and 10 and 11 because we're moving the ball downfield so quick that the, the, the clock does stop. Simmons will be kicking off. Wilkie's back deep, and he's been a he's been a thorn in our side tonight. Wilkie has. He's had a very good game along with with uh, the running back, Giddens, and the quarterback. Those three guys have just had a phenomenal game. It's almost unbelievable some of the things they've done tonight. Wilkie with catches, Giddens with runs, Corey with passes. And he kicks it to the other side of the field. It's going to be fair caught at about the 20. <laughs> Again, the field position you give up. I mean, you know, they, they, it seems like what Junction City does that, Panthers end up with the ball at midfield. They're at the 45, 50-yard line. Junction City's going to have to start this one to, at about their 22. Again, a minute 17. <laughs> that's well, yeah, that's they might plenty score of time. <laughs> First and 10, Panthers up by 21. Corey has trips to the near side. Giddens is in the backfield with him. And they pitch it out to Giddens. Panthers have that played, but he's still going to pick up 7 or 8, 10. Oh, he's still on his feet. He's out past the... Almost to the 45-yard line. My goodness. It's really a shovel pass. I mean, it's it's a quick just pitch out there. You know, this kid is a, a beast right now. I mean, he's running all over this Panther defense. Yeah, we, we can't seem to tackle him. He's, he's certainly – wow, he just picked up 20-some on that one. Still right at a minute left here in the third. And again, they give it to Giddens. He comes to the near side, runs through three Panthers, four or five Panthers. He's finally being driven back after picking up seven on first down. Uh, they're finding a weakness. They're running to, to, to their left side, to our right side of the defense. They're just picking up chunks of yardage. You need to watch the offside guard. He looks like the last two times he's pulled, he's pulled too quick. This one's over the top. It's out of the reach of Wilkie. It's a nice RPO. Well, I said Wilkie. I, I believe I'm wrong. I think I picked the wrong guy. I think it's Marcelo Bussy. So it's going to be third down and one. Another update, Blue Valley North 24, Olathe North 14. There's three minutes left in that ballgame. Well, we're... Again, they give it to Wilkie. He makes a guy miss five yards deep. And still picks up the first down. 
Well, he did about three spin moves on that play at full speed. I mean, this kid is a really fine running back. Telling you, I, I, you know, we've seen a lot of good ones this year. Supposedly last week, the guy from Lawrence, but this uh, guy's way better. Than way, the guy no comparison. No comparison. No, no, nothing bad against the guy from Lawrence, but this guy's tough. And they give it to Wilkie on a sweep, and there's going to be a penalty marker. It's probably, I don't know who it's going to be on. I'm not even going to guess. Well, there were, there were several guys out there for uh, Junction City. you got to hope at some point we're going to get one of those old calls. And it looks like the coach was talking to one of their wideouts, so I'm hoping that it looks like this one should go against Junction. Well, we're going to see. Holding. I'll be darned. Well, they're still, keep in mind there's still six seconds left here in the third quarter. It's been a, it's just been a wild one. Lots and lots of touchdowns. Should be right around uh, first and 20. The ball's back out inside Junction City territory at the 48. First down and 20 is what it should be. The clock's moving. I don't think they'll get a playoff. That's going to be the no play in the third. Oh, somebody called timeout. They called timeout with three-tenths of a second left. Well, I don't know about that. Or they at least stop. Let's see what they do. Oh, they're adding some time to the clock. So I think I heard him say add 5.8. 5.8 is what should have been there, not 58. Not 58 5. seconds. 5.8. I don't know. You can't. You got to. Yeah, you can't let them run. Well, the white hat isn't going to lay. He had his back to the play. Like, uh-uh, get this thing right. Evidently, they started the clock, and uh, they weren't supposed to. Going to be over the head of the intended receiver. There's still 1.3 seconds to go, and they're going to get another play here in the third quarter. It's going wow. to be second and 20. And that play was just out of reach. This kid's, I mean, you talk about a kid that can thread the needle. This kid's throwing into double coverage, and these balls are there. I mean, they're just well-thrown footballs. The receiver had a couple of steps on both of our uh, defensive backs, and he just threw the ball over the head. So last play, maybe the last play of the third quarter. Rolling to the far side, Corey. I guess he caught it. He sure did. What a catch out there. Wow. And that was Wilkie again. This guy's not very big, but I'm telling you, he's a he can catch the football. That's going to end the third quarter. Panthers lead 48-27 in a high-scoring third quarter. This is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ, 105.9 FM. We'll be back. I'm Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Sometimes unusual times call for unusual ways to celebrate the holidays. You know what? I don't want to steal Jesus' birthday presents. I want to give the gifts to Jesus. How do I do that, Mama? And it totally flipped our Christmas upside down. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Saturday, 6 to noon, and weekday mornings, 6 to 9, on Alive 105. Hello, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown, getting ready for this weekend show. When Mark Hall from Casting Crowd stops by to talk about challenges that teenagers are facing right now, and Jeremy Camp opens up about the story behind his brand new song, one of our future hits this weekend. We'll give you a chance to win Chris Tomlin's new release, Who You Are To Me, and we'll hear future hits from Brett Walker, and that one I was telling you about from Jeremy Camp. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. Wow. 
We're back in Junction City. Third down, looks like third down and seven. Back to pass goes Corey. He, he's, I don't know who he's throwing it to, but our guy was closer to him than that, and so it's going to be fourth down and seven. Well, I, I think that time our defensive back was so shocked that the ball was there that he kind of waited, but there wasn't a, there was not a Junction City guy in range. So now it's going to be fourth down. We've had him in this position before, and, and uh, not had much luck here of late. But this this is a good advantage for us. Last time we had him in this position, uh, they ran a seventy yard touchdown, I think. So you don't know whether he's going to throw it or run it. Fourth and seven, back to pass. Corey, he's got to go down. Sacked from behind by one of our down linemen. Finally got to the young man. Well, that we've been waiting for that all night long, and we finally are able to bring him down. It looked like Andon Carpenter in on the sack, and Doyle, that was huge. That's huge. what we've been talking about. Derby needed a stop. They come up with it there, and Junction City is a little shell-shocked here right now. Well, I hope so. We've got the ball on our own 48, and uh, we need to increase our advantage here. Now, another update, Blue Valley North 24 Olathe North 20. That's a looks like a shootout there tonight. 115 left in that ball game. First and 10 Panthers. Wash on a keeper. Gets inside junction territory and gets down close to the 45. He's going to pick up seven. Six on first down. <laughs> you know, again, you look at you look at uh, how how hard uh, Lim's running the football tonight, and you kept waiting for a whistle to blow. And I think they, these guys keep going, man, I don't know when to blow a whistle because these guys keep bouncing out of it. But, well, uh, again, Wash picks up about seven. He he, uh, he was hit at the line of scrimmage, maybe a little bit past, and he just kept pushing, kept his legs going. Like you say, keep your legs going and good things will happen. And he went ahead and got five or six more after he was initially hit. Yeah, we got a Junction City player down. It looks like a cramp. You can always tell how they're stretching these guys out. You know, how how would you not have cramps in this ball game? I mean, it's been it, – it's like a track meet here tonight. I mean, it's just spreading up and down the field. You're not supposed to make me laugh. I'm supposed to be serious here. But yeah, you're right. It's just been a track meet on each side – for each side. And, uh, you know, so far, Panthers are just – I mean – you got to give them their due. They've been unstoppable on the offensive side. Well, they have, and picking up that big stop on the on the sack by Carpenter was huge. They, they, yeah, they, they're stretching him out. It looks like, uh, I'm, yeah, he'll be up. He, he came out a little bit ago, I think, in the third quarter, and he went back in just quickly. It's uh, Deegan McConnell, and yeah, he's limping on the same leg. So it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure it was a cramp. I hope that's all it was, because uh, you know we. As we've said a hundred times or a thousand, we don't want anybody hurt. Well, and I think if you're Junction City here and you give up another score to the Panthers, a little bit of the wind does start exiting the sails. Well, I mean, you, 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 might, you might have to get it. out of your game plan if, if they give up another one. That's four scores, and they're not going to get the ball back probably four more times. So the Panthers just need to keep moving, keep things going. Washington Edwards in the backfield. Edwards straight ahead, finds a crease, and he picks up a yard, yard and a half. It's going to be third down and a yard and a half, two yards to go. Man, I, I think you're in four-down territory oh, here. Without a doubt. Yeah. 
I still like the limb wash here uh, on, on an option or off tackle. 48-27, Panthers. We are in the fourth quarter. Clock moving. There's under 11 minutes left in the ball game. A first down here would be nice for the kids. They only have two yards to go, so you're, you're right, Kevin. It's going to probably be four-down territory. Panthers show motion. Pitch it out to Edwards. First down and more, 40. Ran into his own guy. He got the first down inside the 40. Well, he made a beautiful cut, and then it looked like, man, Dylan Edwards may be running for a while. Boy, he just got popped backwards, but it's, as you said, he, he kind of got uh, pushed into one of our guys. More, more importantly, it's going to move the sticks. And the clock's on a start here. 10.30 left. Panthers have it first and 10 on the 38-yard line of Junction City. Edwards and Wash in the backfield. Liston to the near side. Drake Thatcher, the tight end on the far side. Edwards gets to the outside, makes a guy miss. He just kind of stumbled down. He got short of the 30, picked up eight on first down. Again, he, he made a couple nice cuts, and then, you know, about the time he was going to get his composure back, he, he just kind of gets tripped up, but not until he picks up eight. <laughs> he's just he's fast. That's all I can say. He's, a, he's a special running back. 9.30 to go. Panthers lead, again, 48-27. Junction's kind of showing blitz, but I don't know that they will. Panthers are content eating up a lot of this uh, clock at this point. Wash, first down and more, 20, 15, 10. Gets run out of bounds at about the seven-yard line. Yeah, the Panthers right now are running the option as well as you can. And what, what I saw Lim Wash do then was he let Junction City commit to Dylan Edwards. He just hesitated for a second, made them bite on him. He cut inside and picked up huge yardage on the play. McConnell is back in the ballgame after being out a couple of plays. So it's first and goal from the seven for Derby. They lead by 21 points. 48-27, they are threatening with 9-15 left in this football game. Well, Lim, Lim Wash ran that option as well as you can. And, I mean, there's ways to run an option, and he ran that one with, with just great timing. Edwards cut back inside the five, down close to the two. Maybe the he's on the two. But if there's a, in Coach, Coach Clark's eyes, he, he's like, man, hey, you know, we want to punch this thing in, but let that clock run. <laughs> Edwards, I think Edwards is down there. He's saying, Coach, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Keep going. Let's go. He's, he's giving him that, you know, hey, let's get I this love it. He's, he's wanting the ball. I'm telling you, the young man wants the ball. And you got to understand, this is a sophomore. This kid's going to be back two more years. Ten seconds on the play clock. Panthers lead 48-27. Second and goal. Up the middle goes Wash into the end zone goes Lim Wash. 
It is now 54 to 27 with the extra point to follow. Yeah, I think that that sack by Carpenter that was a big play. I mean, that was another one of those that you know you got to keep trading if you if you want to have any chance in this ball game. And now you're letting the Panthers get too big of a lead. I mean, a lot of but again, I've seen some crazy things tonight. It's 54 to 27 with the all important extra point to follow. I'm not sure. It's good. 55-27, Panthers go up by 28 with 8.30 left. And, and you're right, I don't believe, well, I could be wrong, but I, I can't imagine Junction City getting the ball back four more times and stopping the Panther offense four more times. But I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. <laughs> Again, the winner of this game will take on either Blue Valley North, which we played. Uh, and, in- and, and it looks like... Uh, the final ended up uh, being Blue Valley North, uh, so that looks like the guys that uh, will end up playing. You know, we played them two years running uh, back in 2017 and 2018. Now it looks like Blue Valley North threw a 50-yard touchdown pass with uh, to go up 30-20. Uh, to 20. That was the final score there. That's who the winner of this game will take on, and hopefully the Panthers will hang on for the next eight and a half minutes, and uh, we can have another week. Perry LeCompton ended up beating Holton tonight, 22 to nine. Northwest beat Bishop Carroll, 41 to 21. So I'm sure that was a big oh, that, 5A battle. That was a big battle. Appreciate those scores we're getting. And back into the end zone, Simmons hits that one. So there'll be no return. It'll be first down, no time off the clock. It'll be first down and 10 from the 20 for Junction City. They trailed by 28 points. It's 55-27. I think you keep the pressure on him. I I think you have to. I don't think, you know, and we see it all the time. We've talked to Coach Wietrich about that. You know, why does everybody go to this prevent defense? But here in this situation, I, I, I think you got to keep some pressure on the quarterback. Very few times have I seen it, the prevent defense prevent a team from scoring. First and 10 from the 20. Back to pass. Rolling to the near side. Corey. That was just an outstanding catch by the receiver. Junction City. That was bussy. What a catch. Well, Coach Clark told us earlier in the week that this may be the best receiving core he's seen all season. Man, hats off because uh, the scouting report was right. That was absolute fantastic fingertip catch and got a foot down to pick up nine on first down. And the clock stops, so that, that yeah. helps as well. Panthers lead by four scores. 55-27, back to pass, straight over the middle, caught wide open, Wilkie, nobody near him. He just settled down. It's going to be a first down out around the 45. He settled into the opening. Corey blasted him, hit him right yeah. in the hands. Now these Junction City isn't willing to just hang their hat. They're not willing to go away, so you're seeing some, uh, some real fight out of this Junction City bunch. The clock should be moving. Corey got another man open. When the when the chains are reset, the clock's supposed to start on a first down, and it did not. 
and I'm not sure. I I I, I don't know if he got out of bounds on the previous play. I don't think he did. Doesn't matter. Clock's moving now. Seven fifty. Panthers lead by four scores. Fifty-five twenty-seven. Junction City has it on the Panther forty-five. They give it to the tailback Giddens. He just. He's going to get outside and get inside the 35-yard line. Another big 15, 16, 17-yard gain by Giddens. Yeah, he's finally drug out of bounds by Tanner Knox on the play, but uh, not before picking up big yards. But, yeah, if you're Junction City, you got to double down. you got to start putting some scores on the board really quickly here. Panthers uh, are, are dragging this series out a bit. Going to be first and 10. Clock stop with the out-of-bounds play. Back to pass, rolling to the near side. Got a man open again. No and this time he dropped it. That, that's unusual. We haven't seen one of their receivers drop one tonight. He just flat dropped it. Man, what you've seen out of Junction, you saw him in the first half, uh, mixing a little bit of pass, but primarily running the football. They had a lot of success. Now their backs are against the wall. You don't have a lot of, a lot of choice but to, to try and get points back quickly. First, second down, and I believe second, 10. They're on the Panther, 32. Back to pass. Corey, got a man, Wilkie, and it's just short. He was open. He beat our, he had our guy beat by a couple steps. Well, and he threw it to the backside of him, which helped too. So, you know, that was a big uh, incompletion. So now it's third down and 10, and this is definitely four down territory, trailing by four scores. Lots of, lots of different plays uh, in this Junction City playbook. Clock stopped with the incomplete pass. Yeah, they, they've run it on third and long. They've thrown it on third and long. They, they, they're putting Giddens in motion. He goes out in the flat over the head of the receiver. You know, And, and that when he's missed, he's missed high. When he's missed, he's missed bad. But, uh, you know, he hadn't missed a whole lot of times tonight. But it's fourth down and 10. Yeah, the Panthers put good pressure on Corey that time. Well, they put uh, Giddens in motion the last two plays, and they just, I think, maybe more of a decoy than anything. Back to pass, rolls to the near side. Well, I can't. He caught it. I think it, he caught it, but I don't think I don't it's think enough for the first. Be, yeah, it's not enough for a first down. Should be Panther football. On downs. Yeah, that's a that's another big stop. So that's two stops in a row for this Panther defense. And uh, how huge is that? Big time. Now the Panthers can use a little clock. You know. Well, you got to think the Panthers are going to keep the ball on the ground and keep running. I yeah. mean, you know, you know I think you in the first the half end? we were getting eight yards per carry, and I think in the second <laughs> half that average has gone up. Yeah, why would you why would you put it in the air? Gonna be first and ten Panthers from their own twenty-five. Wash on a keeper. 30, 35, 40. Wash gets out to almost the 45 yard line. Panthers lead 55-27, to go. The clock should start as soon as the chains are set. Yeah, they start 
Yeah, and you're clock. seeing some different body language out of Junction City at this point. I mean, you're 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 trailing in this ballgame, 55-27. The clock is around seven minutes, and Derby's got the ball moving again. You've been stopped on two consecutive drives, and you know you, this has been a heck of a ball game here. But uh, you know these kids, uh, they're staring right at the scoreboard. They know. First and ten, Panthers. Wash and Edwards in the backfield trips to the near side. Again, Wash just get, keeps it, gets 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. He gets run out of bounds somewhere around the 25-yard line. Yeah, just another big, big run by Lim Wash. You, you want to keep eating up clock, but, you know, if, if you, you, again, it's hard to keep a racehorse down. You can't tell him not to run. Clock will start as soon as the chains are set. Uh, he was run out, out of bounds, bounds, so it won't start until the snap. 6.20 to go, 25. Panthers lead by four scores, 55-27. They are threatening to, to go up by a fifth score, which I can rest easy if they score again. Looks yeah. like we'll be going to the state championship for the third consecutive year. Or, I don't know. I, I've lost count. Maybe sixth. I, I think that's it. There goes Edwards. He picks up four on first down, runs out of bounds, stopping the clock. Coach, Clark, Coach Clark's probably going, all right, guys, keep the ball inbounds, get this clock, keep it running. Give me second six. Well, I'll we'll love to see these second-half stats. You know, Panthers, they've just put a ton of yardage on a, on a pretty good Junction City team tonight. Yes. Rushing yards. Rushing yards. Second and about six and a half for Derby. Again, they lead 55-27. Wash is watching the play clock, so he's not in any hurry to go. There he goes. Gives it to Edwards. Gets to the outside. 10-5. Touchdown. <laughs> Edwards got kind of – he scored the touchdown and – and he, and he got hit in the end zone, and he spun out on the track and did a somersault. He got up with motion in the touchdown. And once again, Panthers go back up on the board. Dylan Edwards, just uh, the speed out of this kid is phenomenal. Dole and I have talked about it all season long. And, you know, we, you know, it, it takes something for us to be that impressed with someone's speed. It's now 61 to 27 with the extra point to follow. Six minutes left. Extra point is good. It's that that last touchdown, a few of the fans are kind of leaving. Well, that, that one, you know, really two consecutive stops by the Panther defense really shut the door. And if, if anything, that last touchdown by Dylan Edwards slammed it and, and, and dead bolted the door. Well, and, and you got to kind of wonder, I mean, with a five-score lead and six minutes left, you got to kind of wonder if Coach is going to back off on those guys. I know they're going to keep their number ones out there, but you kind of wonder if Coach will back off or if he'll go ahead and stick with it. Well, you're not in a, in a situation at Derby side. you got to look at it and go, we're playing next Saturday. You don't want somebody to accidentally get hurt or anything like that if you're we, we, you and I talked about it a lot this week. If you're Junction City and you got some of these, you know, Corey, some of these kids that are studs that are seniors, let them go out. Let them finish this game on the field. But we'll see. I know the Panthers are winning 
on the scoreboard. They're probably winning in the stats. <laughs> I'll guarantee you they're winning in the stats, at least in the rushing yards. And you hit it. You said eight rushing yards. Well, why throw the football when you're picking up eight, nine, ten yards of carry? Kick goes to about the 10. Panthers are again. I'll tell you, Junction's retreating. Ball's back to about the three. Panthers all over him. It's going to be a safety. I don't think oh, so. if the official, the White Hat's going to call it on the one, I don't see how he can do that. Well, he was retreated and hit, tackled in the end zone. I think he's giving him forward progress. That's, that's all it can be because the guy. He never right. lost his feet. The guy was tackled in the end zone. Wow. <laughs> Again, there goes a, an example of why you don't reverse your field so many times. Yeah, Panthers are wholesale subbing, it looks like. Well, yeah, it sure sure does. Looks like they're wholesale subbing. Now Tanner Knox is still in. I see TK. And I see Bowman's coming both, back in. Both the safeties are in. We've got a bunch of non-starters in the ballgame. First and ten from the one. They give it to Giddens. He makes a couple guys miss and gets out to the five, gives them a little breathing room. <laughs> Again, Panthers lead by five scores, 62-27. And then we're going to go on to the next to the state championship game next week against looks like Blue Valley North. Clock moving. Now, Junction's in no hurry either. Again, they give it to Giddens. He gets to the outside. Panthers Panthers hem him in for very little gain. It's going to be third and five. And, again, the clock's still moving. Yeah. And that's what we said. You know, we saw that in Lawrence that, you know, you keep your seniors in a ball game. That's all good. But the coaches aren't hurrying. They're not calling timeouts. They're not, you know, it's a pretty foregone conclusion. You're down 62-27. But you're, you're not going to win the ball game. So but let these guys finish out, uh, you know, uh, on the football field. Third down and six. And again, back to pass. And it's fourth down and six. Well, and Panthers, as we said, they've cleared their benches. Uh, you know, we had a couple plays there, and I think it was just trying to get player personnel in the ball game. T Tanner Knox was still in. There were some guys. Looks like Junction's going to punt from down here. Well, Panthers are going to get the ball back, and I'm sure we've, we've seen all we're going to see of uh, the number ones, which I get it, you know. Definitely. We're playing next week. And formation for the number We're playing next Saturday uh, in another state championship game. And Joel, you and I talked about it last week. We're going to miss Emporia. Evidently, due to COVID, they're not going to have the game in Emporia, but they're moving it to uh, Olathe. Good punt. No Panthers back. So it's just going to roll. Takes a big Junction City roll. Gets down to about the Panther 44 yard line. That's where they'll have it. First and 10 with four. 29 left to go in the ball game. You know, and it seems I had somebody ask me, they go, so, you know, if you got an Olathe school and that seems unfair, well, it sounds like we're not going to have the Olathe school, but much closer facilities for, for uh, Blue Valley than it is for Derby. But 
you know, it's, uh, you know, we haven't, we've never played at that complex. And, I, you know, from what I've heard, it's a really nice sports complex. Well, it's, yeah, that's what I've heard. And I, somebody told me that's where they play, Olathe plays their high school football games. Looks like Zerger's the quarterback. Hubbard is the tailback. And Zerger on the, on the read and the keeper. And he gets knocked out of bounds after he picked up maybe five yards on first down. I think Zerger was trying to stay in bounds, but uh, he's driven out of bounds on the tackle. I think he was, too. He picked up five. So it'll be second and five. Again, in the backfield with him is freshman Derek Hubbard. Every week we say if Derek gets a, a little crease, he's another one that's going to take it. Doyle, you know, sometimes you talk about bringing in these twos and what a what a big deal it is. These guys are fresh, you know. You know, in uh, Junction City's tired. You just brought in a bunch of fresh Panthers. They give it to Hubbard on a jet sweep. He gets caught from behind, and he's going to maybe get back to the line of scrimmage. That's about it. But the important thing is the clock remains running with 4.10 to go in the ballgame. Again, the Panthers lead 62-27. to 27. Uh, The Panther offense was only stopped once tonight, the, the number ones, and that was at late, you know, that was in the late in the second quarter, and they got the ball back with 30 seconds left and scored in 27. Uh, it's know. been a long ball game, but we said clock keeps stopping, all kinds of things. Incomplete passes, uh, running out of bounds, lots of things. Third down and five for the Panthers. Zerger, first down by Zerger. He gets down to about the 40-yard line. Yeah, nice read by Zerger. You know, that may be a guy we see next year at quarterback, so you like seeing the Zergers making the right reads. He sure did there. He picked up a good 15, 10, 15 yards, got all the way down to the junction 40-yard line. Like I said, it's three minutes. We can get another couple minutes run off the clock with a first down, and I'm sure the coach will be doing the victory formation, and that'll be all she wrote. And I think that's the intent right now. Again, you're letting a lot of young kids play, but you're not not really looking to score. You just want to run the clock out. Well, the, the, the big difference, I think, in, in tonight's ball game, at least, oh, big hole, Hubbard. Picks up five, maybe six on first down is the Panthers' ability to get a couple stops in the fourth quarter, and then the offense just keep on going. Well, and, you know, really how big was it that the Panthers were able to build that lead right before half? I mean, going in and putting that uh, those points on the board were huge. Then you get the opening kickoff of the second half. You go down, you drive down again. Those are uh, those are big points. Yeah, that, that touched that 27-second touchdown right before halftime, that was a big deal. That put them up by, I think, two scores. And uh, they've just extended their lead here in the second half. Second and about four. Zerger again on a keeper. First down inside the 25. Again, another read by Zerger. Good read. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I must not see well. (laughs) Zerger was... His whole body was inside the 25 before he went down. They marked it on the 25. I, I can't see well. I, I mean, I, I guess. It's those armadillos. It must be. They've got me buffaloed. Anyway, it's a first down Panthers. 
we're under two minutes to go, and I think the Panthers might run one more play and then go to victory if they don't go to victory right now. And they certainly could. First and 10 from the 25. Zerger, 20, 15. Oh, there's a, there's a, a late flag. Oh, they're going to call targeting. I just, I just saw the far side line judge call targeting on that play. That'll be another big one against, uh, that'll be 50, half the distance to the goal. That's, they, they call it helmet to helmet contact, but it's, I think it's called targeting, isn't it? Or is it? Yeah. And I, I really think that, you know, that's going to put the ball down at about the seven yard line. Interesting to see. I, you know, I, I assume Coach Clark's going to take maybe a couple knees here. We'll see. I, I think he is just based on how they're lined up. Clock's moving, 115 left. Panthers lead 62-27. Zerger's just going to watch the play clock. Takes a knee. And you know, the, the, the number two's played pretty well. They came in and moved the ball well. The defense forced a punt, so the number two's played pretty well as well. And, and no question if uh, Panthers wanted to, I think they could put points on the board again. But, you know, Coach uh, Coach Clark's a gentleman. Uh, Coach Zimmerman, uh, they, they've gone back a long ways. And at this uh, juncture of the ball game, you do the right thing. Yeah, you don't need to score again. Another score is not going not gonna to help anything, so it's the right thing to do here. It's under 35 seconds, so the Panthers don't have to run another play. And the officials, everybody know, they're uh, letting the kids meet. And officials are running off the field as well. So, Doyle, do a, a nice uh, derby win tonight on what uh, started off as a shaky season in Mill Valley. And we go out with a big loss there. And I think a lot of people said, man, Derby's washed up. And what do you know? We're back in the state championship. Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> you don't ever want to give up on these kids. No, and this is a... You know, the, the difference between week one and this is night and day. I mean, the Panthers, uh, you know, they uh, performed tonight. They've been performing well. And, and uh, you know, and I, I just had to tell one of the stats guys that came in. I gave him the prediction before the before the ball game that, we, that we'd win by three or four scores. And I think now at least he's given me the nod. It's 62 to 27, and that's how the ball game will end. The Panthers will advance to the state title game next week in Olathe. Uh, they're going to be using the community. I think the field that the high school uses to play their games on. and uh, So that's where we'll be. And uh, I know Kevin and I are going to be there. We're, we're looking forward to that one. Yeah, no question. This was a, a big win. And, hey, we'll go anywhere for a state championship game. It's getting to be old hat for us. And I, and I say old hat, but. Man, it never gets to be old. No, the only thing that gets old is you and me. <laughs> it never hey, we're gets still old. having fun, and that's what matters. It never, it never gets old the other way around. Panthers win this one 62-27. This is Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ. 105.9 FM, you're home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. 
I'm Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Sometimes unusual times call for unusual ways to celebrate the holidays. You know, I don't want to steal Jesus' birthday presents. I want to give the gifts to Jesus. How do I do that, Mama? And it totally flipped our Christmas upside down. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Saturday, 6 to noon and weekday mornings, 6 to 9 on Alive 105. This weekend on Streets of Gold, it's time once again to spotlight two classic contemporary Christian albums. This time it's Phil Kagey's Emerging, along with Servant's Light Maneuvers. And to make the program even better, two, count them, we've got two top five flashbacks on the way. Taking us back to dates in 1987 and 1997. It's all this weekend on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Hello, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown, getting ready for this weekend's show. When Mark Hall from Casting Crown stops by to talk about challenges that teenagers are facing right now, and Jeremy Camp opens up about the story behind his brand new song, one of our future hits this weekend. We'll give you a chance to win Chris Tomlin's new release, Who You Are To Me, and we'll hear future hits from Brett Walker and that one I was telling you about from Jeremy Camp. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. This week I'm excited to have as my special guest, Matt Brock. I've definitely experienced a lot of lonely seasons where I felt like, God, like, what are you doing right now? And, and why do you have me here? And, and why do I feel abandoned? And for me to like speak that out loud of like, I'm not going to fear the future. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with my special guest, Zach Brock. Worship with Andy Chrisman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. In need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. Let faith arise. The kind of faith that we live, the kind of faith that functions, the kind of faith that the crowd around us doesn't understand. And when we begin to demonstrate the kind of faith that nobody can figure out, then we can actually become the light of the world. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. Well, we're back at Al Simpler Stadium in Junction City where the Panthers just knocked off Junction City 62-27. to They will advance on to the 6A state championship game in Olathe. Next week, they raised their record to 8-2, and two, and, uh, you know, they, it was just a pretty good ball game tonight. Oh, it was a great ball game, and, you know, it was staying exciting the whole night. I think until the last five or six minutes, everybody that, uh, you know, was here was still excited. You never knew what was going to happen, and, well, it was uh, a fun ball game to have tonight. Uh, you know, the, the difference being in a game, like, like I said, I think for me anyway, it was those the defense bowing their necks and making two stops there in the fourth quarter and, and Panther offense just rolling on. So, you know, it was a, it was a good, good night for the kids. Uh, this was a very tough team. They, they had a tough quarterback. They had a tough receiving core and a running back. This, this team is good. Well, Doyle, let's go ahead and get into the, to the final stats tonight. And it'll show how dominating the Panthers really were, particularly in the second half. First downs, grab this 39 first downs for the Panthers, 22 for Junction City. 70 rushing attempts for the Panthers tonight, 577 yards. Junction City, 35 attempts on the ground, 
266 yards. Derby stays in that average yards per rush, 8.2 yard average yards per rush. Doyle Lim Wash tonight didn't have to throw the ball a lot again. He was 7 for 11, did have one interception, but 120 yards. A very good junction quarterback, quarterback, 15 for 34 for 227 yards. Doyle grabbed this. Total yards for the Panthers tonight, 697 yards. But they gave up Junction City 493. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. Like I said, this, this Junction City offense is, is pretty good and, and they showed, they showed tonight they were good. But, uh, you know, again, the Panthers were able to stop them when they needed to and, uh, you know, that was a big deal. Individual stats. I had a couple people already come by and go, I want to hear them. I want to hear them. Well, them wash seven for 11, 120 yards. On the receiving end, Tillman's two catches for 55. Reed Liston, two for 34. Mercer Thatcher, two for 19. Dylan Edwards, one for 12. And here's the ones I think the guys wanted to hear. In the rushing department tonight, Lim Wash, 31 carries, 273 yards. Dylan Edwards, 31 carries, 252 yards. Mark Zerger, four carries for 35. Reed Liston, two carries for 19 yards. Back again, Panthers, 697 total yards of offense tonight. Doyle, the big stat, the one we love to hear, and we hope we hear one more time this year. Panthers, 62, Junction City, 27. Yeah, it was a great ball game for the kids. It was a good way to to, to earn their way to the state, and they have earned their way to the state title game. They win again, 62-27. This has been Panther football on Alive 105. KDKU 105.9 FM, your home for Panther football on the radio. Thanks for listening.